This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. After a month off, we return rejuvenated, (coughs) replenished, re-energized, refreshed, revitalized, and any other workable synonym beginning with R on thesaurus.com that I may have missed. Uh, As usual, we record this live in front of a YouTube audience. So a big hello and thank you to everyone who has helped uh, make it what it is and joined us online. And we'll be looking to you guys to interact with us tonight throughout as well. So some good news also for us going into this season is that this podcast continues to be sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing, who are now back open at both Homefirth and Berkeley Tap Rooms. So get yourselves down there and check out the great selections they have on tap as well as the food truck as well. So tonight we're going to look ahead to the new season and even attempt some predictions with a small caveat that we may reserve the right to change our minds at the end of this transfer window. So joining myself, Matt Shaw, on tonight's podcast, we have a bumper panel. Firstly, a crooner who is town's answer to Michael Stipe. It's a reinvigorated Richard Cosy Cosmala. Yo. Just like his season card, we have a renewed Neil Wayne. Good a, a man who can't wait to get back to cowshed flag waving, a regenerated Dan Pozza Porritt. And then... There we go. And a man who never stops trying to produce content for you guys. It's a reconstructed Brady Frost and our special guest this week. He made over 50 appearances for the club, including 17 during the fantastic 0304 season. 
And who better place to discuss a young up-and-coming side? It's a restored Phil Senior. Good evening, everybody. Evening. Evening. Okay, so Town, of course, guys, have kicked off already with a, a defeat uh, away at home to Rochdale, if that makes sense. Town's effectiveness in this competition continues apace. Uh, what did you guys make of the game against Rochdale? So uh, let us know on YouTube as well what you uh, what you thought while I go post the link. Uh, but who shall we start? Who shall start us off? Uh, Brady. Let's go with Brady. Yeah, let us know what you thought of Rochdale. So I'll throw you in at the deep end, Brady, while I go and post some oh, links. Well, I go post- <laughs> well, it's um, you know, it's uh, nice to have the same old, same old. Um, I thought I thought it was a bit of a disappointing game. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme of being in the Carabao Cup, not being in the Carabao Cup, it doesn't really matter. Um, but when you lose to a lower league side, it's never a good thing. I, I did think we had tidier passing uh, and it was a bit sharper in some places than we saw in the Cowleys. But same thing as, as uh, last season, some bad defending, some bad defensive errors. And, um, you know, obviously the goal, the mistake, you know, I think Schindler, Hamer, and Critch, they were all at fault there. Um, and you know, didn't score again, and we're going to have an issue with scoring. And you know, we've come, we've come, I'm sure we'll come on to it. But uh, you know, strikers we have at a club, or strikers who are leaving, I think it's going to be a tough one. So um, yeah, obviously first game, so I don't want to judge it. It's not a big game, but um, would have been a bit nicer if we'd got the win. Ease a few nerves. Oz. There's not much point asking me, Matt. To be fair, because I didn't watch it. <laughs> Neil, <laughs> um, I saw a result, and it, you know we've not got a great history in, in League Cup, have we? we? We seem to get knocked out every every season, so we're no great surprise. And to be fair, you got the vibe from the club that they were actually going to use it more as another pre-season friendly rather than a, a serious competition. So, in some respects, you know, I wasn't surprised that we that we didn't win. In saying that, when you look at Rochdale's preparation, I think that was their first actual ninety-minute game, either friendly or competitive from March, um, which has done board board well. Um all right, you'd, you'd look at our team and there were, you know, only a couple missing really from what might be starting on Saturday. So in that respect, looking at it just as a purely result and, you know, not taking into account how we actually played, you you know, you'd be thinking, well, all right, yeah, we classed it as a friendly, but you know, we, we should be able to still, you know, move past Rochdale in, in that sort of competition, given their circumstances as well as ours, really. So a little bit disappointing, to be fair. It was disappointing for me because I could... The first two games, obviously, it's been a weird pre-season, hasn't it? I mean, Bradford haven't played a game as long as Rochdale, maybe even less. Manchester United kind of juniors was weird, but you could see a little bit of a stamp and a little bit of an identity in some nice football, but always in the back of my mind was... We haven't really kind of played a decent opposition, and I were thinking that'll probably come against Norwich. But worrying thing for me is they were they were organised. This is a team that stayed up by the skin of the teeth, you know, limited team. But they pressed us, and I thought that style that we saw in them first two friendlies disappeared, especially in the second half. And we ended up in a bit of a rabble, to be honest with you. And and again, the worst thing was we conceded a goal so similar to last season, which was again frustrating. The set piece and. Yeah, I, I, the club answer seems to be bringing this, you know, it was a friendly game and what have you and stuff, but it, it wasn't really. It was, a, it was a proper game and not much that looked like it had changed from a kind of not taking any chances and conceding a set piece. I, I kind of turned it off at 10 to 5 last Saturday a bit, 
a bit down, really, because I just wanted... I were buoyed by them two games and the youngsters, but in the back of my mind, I just thought, are we because we're not playing anyone yet, and it's easy. But and as soon as we've come up against someone decent, I thought it were like back to square one. Maybe I'm being harsh. I don't know what you think, Neil. Not harsh at all. I think um, we beat a non-league-looking Bradford. Bit of a struggle. We beat... Sorry, we didn't even beat. We drew a Man U under-23s, who then went and left 5-0 at Doncaster. Don't want to read too much into that, but pre-season results can be odd. And I do see the Rochdale one as a pre-season game. But on the flip side of that, it was actually a cup competition. Um, I was surprised at the lineup we did put out. I appreciate that the so-called first team trained a rigorous training session that morning. Um, I think personally, I'd like to see them training in a game scenario so we could all get a bit of an idea as to what the team might be, what the pluses might be. Because let's be fair, the pluses have been rather sparse over the last sort of two years or so, haven't they? And I think that's been kind. So I would I would have liked to see a bit more. The, the, the worry for me was that, yeah, we saw some pretty football against Bradford and against Man U. Um, still managed to let four in across those two games. Big concern. Um, and the Rochdale one, it was like already been sort of found out a little bit, maybe, which is a worry against the Rochdale team that had kicked the ball for six months. So let, let's not, I don't, I don't want to go too overboard about it. Let, you know, it's gone, we're out, it's gone. Um, but I'll be honest, it has put a little bit more worry on looking at playing a team that went Premier League last season on Saturday. Phil, a couple of things I'd noticed from the game, and maybe you could talk us through bits of it, but, you know, a very high defensive line for us. Um, we've got a bit of a, yeah. an ageing back line, but, you know, Ramone, Ramone Critchlow came in and did, did pretty well for me. A couple of little moments here and there, but overall uh, a, a bright future, hopefully. Um, ben Hamer as well in goal. It's uh, We've got Ben back in goal. Uh, we'll come on to, uh, we'll, we'll discuss the goalkeeping department shortly as well. Um, Town, though, did miss two easy chances for me. Toffolo from the corner and Bakuna. Maybe not easy, but presentable chances maybe where, you know, it, they, they change the face of the game, so to speak, don't they? And uh, all of a sudden, a, a team a little bit unsure of itself, maybe not the most confident. You know, that goal just changes and maybe sparks things, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I say, going back to it, it's pre-season, so the, the games in pre-season, uh, it's hard to read uh, from going forward into the season. Um, I've been quite impressed. I missed the game against Rochdale, but I've been quite impressed with, with a couple of small things. Um, moving the ball a bit quicker, well, a lot quicker. Um, and the number of bodies that we're getting into the box now. I mean, I've been reading Twitter today about Munir leaving um, and, and a lot of fans saying, oh, we've, we've let him down. We've not put enough balls into the box. Um, he's literally been the only person in the box at times. Um, and, and going forward, hopefully now this this new manager is going to start bringing in this mentality. Let's get some bodies in, and let's you know let's work out what's going to happen and, and try and pick some pieces up. I am slightly worried about the defence still. Um, I just think it's um, it's too easy to get at us. Um, this high line, we, we seem to even last year that there wasn't that much of a high line, but we were still getting beaten behind Toffolo and Shinley in that in in the corner of the pitch, and, and I just think it needs to be. Um, Readjust. I think Critchlow looks decent. Um, I'm going to hold my hands up here. I went for a KFC with my kids um, during lockdown, and I, and I watched a little bit of training. 
Um, and he looked really good. Uh, it was a little bit of phase of play they were doing uh, on the pitch. Uh, Danny Schofield were there with a few others. And it looked really interesting what they were doing. So it looks like they're putting a lot of trust in, in the young lad. Um, he played alongside um, Schindler. So hopefully going forward, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get somewhere at the back. But I think that's my biggest concern really at the moment. Mm, straight ball, straight through the middle, isn't it? So... Uh, if, any, if, if nobody's got anything else on the Rochdale game, obviously it wasn't a thriller, so we can move on quite quickly and do the, the preview. Uh, but I will read out some comments if we've got some from uh, YouTube. So um, so Josh Phillips uh, has said some bright signs in the first half, but once the Rochdale goal went in, we reverted to type uh, with slow build-up play and no chances created, and we have to be a bit braver on the ball, which uh, I'd, I'd concur with personally. Uh, Thomas Squith said... Uh, Bad loss to Rochdale. Stick a game. Still should have beat them regardless. We need to start bringing players in. Um, Craig Chadwick says he's happy with Rochdale. Was expecting losing three or four. Uh, Phil Marston says Rochdale were better than us. Fair play to them. I'm seriously concerned to our squad. Uh, just look at the sheer number of players who have left and not been replaced. And Ross Livesey says we never do well in the cup anyway. So we'll move on a little bit then and... Uh, have a look at this forthcoming season. So, Carlos Corbrand's been here a little while now. The style of play in the two friendlies in the Rochdale game looks an improvement from an aesthetic point of view, we could say. Um, there's a couple of little things I've noticed, just little bits here and there about how they, they overload in that sort of half space out wide. You know, both central midfielders move over, you know, Pritchard, Ben Jackson in the last game, and uh, both wide men actually get forward. So, Aaron wrote right back in support and the and Karoma bombs on. It's quite a good way of getting in behind, which is uh, goes to what you were saying as well, Phil. Um, but, you know, he's not really been able to build his own squad. So uh, in terms of out so far, so it's quite a long list of uh, players that have left, left from uh, last season who've played first team. So very quickly, for anybody who doesn't know, the players that have left are Joel Coleman, Kachunga, Bokon, Stankovic, Sobi, Kwana, Danny Simpson, Chris Willock, Andy King, Emil Smith-Rowe, Grabara, Chalaba, Lossel, Reese brown on loan and Steve Mounier with Callan Grant and Hadjanai maybe leaving sometime soon, which will take it to 17. But as you quite rightly pointed out on Twitter, Neil, if you count the loss the, the loans out, you've got to count them back in. So back in, we've got Mbenza, Diakabi and Congolo, as well as Danny Ward. Uh, Piper, 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 I don't know, Rowdy Roddy Piper, how are we pronouncing this? And, uh, and Joel Pereira as well, who's coming on loan. So if we have a look through the squad, and I'd be interested to know your take, Phil, on the goalkeeping situation as well. Uh, ben Hamer's not done very well in his Premier League. He's wincing a little bit, I apologise. But Ben Hamer's not done particularly well for us in the Premier League. He's uh, he had a bit of a confidence issues. He's not played for a long time, which is uh, one of the main things since maybe Charlton he's, he's not really played regularly. Um, personally, I thought once Ryan Schofield got injured, I, I, I thought Ryan Schofield would be... Uh, or Ben Hamer would be used as, as kind of like a, a make weight for uh, Ryan Schofield to be blooded, you know, in and out, dipped in and out, and uh, he'd be the number one keeper going in. But as soon as he broke his thumb and he's going to be out for a while, I thought maybe Town should have, instead of gone out and got uh, what what seems to be a number two in Joel Perra, maybe should have gone out and got a number one. How do you see that goalkeeping situation at the moment? And, and yeah, do you also still have your gloves and boots? That could be a uh, another question. <laughs> My back, what? Not, not a chance, no. Um, no. Um, I, just, I just think Lossell was brilliant. So, looking at Lossell, that type of goalkeeper, that's what we need. I think this season, if we're going to play young kids, it's going to be, it's going to be a difficult season. I think we need some experience back there. Um, 
Hamer should be the experience. So the lad's played a, a good level. He's been involved in Premiership football. I'm not sure how well he did last year at Derby. It'd be interesting to see what their fans um, think of him. Um, but from what I've seen, he makes a lot of mistakes. Um, is that confidence? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know the kids. So for me, it was a good time for, for Ryan maybe to step in um, and, and to see what he's made of. Um, now, obviously, his injuries uh, come about at a wrong time for him. Um, but the signing of Pereira, again, kind of shocked me. Um, he's a number, number three at Man United. Well, even lower than that now. Um, he played last year and, and came back with some poor reviews from from the team that he was at. Um, but again, you've got to trust in you've got to trust in the people who are bringing these players in. Um, I'm sure the goalie coach at Huddersfield should be having a big say in it. Um, a lot of the decisions should really come down to him uh, for what they're looking for. But again, it, I think I still think we're short in that area. I think that's an area where we, we are short in. Hopefully, one of them stands up. Um, takes the number one jersey and keeps it and, and, and does well. But the, 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 we need someone confident behind that back four. I think the uh, biggest concern for me there, you, you bang on everything that you've said, Phil, bang on. And, but I think the, what, the, the thing that concerned me is we've got a manager in who wants to play complete, total football, starting from goalkeeper. I mean, we've seen how yeah. they set up with our dead balls. We've got two or three defenders still in penalty area waiting to receive a pass. That's why we're looking to play. And he, he just didn't good enough for that. Have we got anyone ready to stop the corners, Neil? <laughs> well, if, if, well, but if you if you look at other stuff, it's like you'd think empty ground, less pressure because you're not going to have crowd on your back straight away. But then he goes and does that against Man U in that friendly, and you think there's nobody in ground, there's no pressure on you. Mm. You know, this is yeah. a chance to try so and get a few people to back you, and yeah. you do that, and, and any any hope you've got is just extinguish straight away and it is a, is, is a no from me. I'm not a massive fan of, I'm not a massive fan of this way of playing out from the back, putting all that pressure on the goalkeeper though. I think you've got to imagine a centre midfielder might give it away a fair few times in the game and he's got a back four and the goalkeeper behind him to look after him. That keeper there is under a lot of pressure yeah. to try and play that game and, and goalkeepers are goalkeepers. If you, you know, we're, we're thinking they should be great with their feet. There's only a couple of goalkeepers really in the premiership that can deal with that kind of football. Um, but he's going to be drilled and drilled and drilled into the way of playing. I just think we need to be a little bit more careful in, in, in the approach of getting out of the area instead of putting all that pressure on, on the back four. Getting, getting out of it would be a start, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's the way he wants to play. If, if the manager wants to play that way, then the goalkeepers are going to have to play that way with their feet. Yeah. going to have to. Phil, as a goalkeeper to a goalkeeper, did you feel for him that Man United? I mean, it, it, oh man, it was so, it was awful. There's just no hiding place now, is there? Because Twitter's always got videos on it. Things are different, aren't they? That that probably wouldn't have even got any footage about five years ago, but now everything's on a video and it was doing the rounds. I, as a kind of a human, I kind of felt a little bit sorry for him, even though a lot of people were absolutely slaughtering him. But it it just felt such a big moment in his town career that he had this year, number one. And it's only a friendly. Was it? These, these videos circulating from early 2000s still of goalkeepers, <laughs> uh, one of them against Darlington. So I don't feel I don't feel sorry for anybody because I've had it myself. <laughs> Is that Beater Max, <laughs> Phil? Is it on Beater Max, Phil? If you weren't there, you're not a proper fan. I saw it. <laughs> I'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm glossing <laughs> over it, don't worry. I think uh, Bill makes a good point, though, in, in what he's saying about, you know, the way that we want, yeah, we want to play this total football and stuff like that, but um, you're almost setting up, you're almost setting someone like Hamer up to fail. Um, I, I think I'd, I'd said on not just about Hamer, but previously about, you know, like your Diakabis, your Menzers and stuff like that. They're not, they're not flavour of the month with, or flavour of the season or flavour of anything, really, with town fans. And if you're asking them to do a job that they can't do, you, you're almost adding extra pressure to them because they know that every yeah. something they could they could go out and do five games and be ten out of ten and then in six game he does something like that and all of a sudden it's oh you know we're back to typical old Ben Hamer and his rubbish and his crap and all that. And that's why I think, you know, we that's why we need to get rid of these players, not just not play them. We need to be, you know, shipped out as best we can. We, you know, we might be trying, I don't know. But um, you know, any little mistake that not just Hamer, but you know, these players historically who people deem not to be very good are going to get, you know, they're going to get scrutinised and they're going to blow up bigger than what they would be if you know, if it were a brand new keeper. Um, yeah. And another point whilst we're on keepers as well, for me, it's, if you've got a you've got a very inexperienced team, your keeper really is, it obviously is the last line of defence and you need someone in there who, as a young centre-half, if you make a mistake, you've actually got a bit of confidence in the guy behind you that, you know what, if I make a mistake, you might be able to get me out of it. And if you haven't got that confidence in that, there's even more pressure on you as a, you know, as a centre-half or anywhere along back far that you can't really make that mistake because if it's past you, you know, it's in net because you, your keeper's that bad. And over the last few years at town, all right, yeah, we had Lossel, but I think probably since Smithies, we've not really had a keeper that's played, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I had a quick look and it was played three, four, five seasons and that, that used to be historically a keeper came in and, and basically played until yeah. driver schooled or retired. Um, and we, we don't seem to invest in keepers. We bring these young keepers in on loan from other clubs. We had Grubara who, you know, wasn't that great. Danny Ward did a good job. Uh, and now we've got... He'd have been perfect for me. We're spending a be- decent money and getting a number one in who can play and also bring on the, the likes yeah. of like Schofield and stuff like that. At the moment, it just yeah. you get away with it. Outfield bringing players in for twelve months, but the keeper really should be the rock of the side. And uh, when, when you talk about building confidence, Paul, spot on. And it's we are hanging here out to dry a bit with how we're going to play. To be fair, because he just you know, didn't build, he, he's not built time. for that, is it? He's going to happen. It's going to happen, isn't it? And then yeah, people, under, under, right. but I think that that's one of the reasons why I was surprised that team against Rochdale because. We've been, let's be honest, we've been devoid of wins for a long time, haven't we? It's not something we go and think it's going to happen on a too regular basis. And I'm not saying we should be just rocking up and beating teams like Rochdale, because obviously we've had those insults thrown at us in the past. Mm. Um, but for me, in that game, it's a real chance to put out your strongest possible side. And I don't think you can un- undervalue what a win in that game would have done for us as a club. Because you're straight through before the season's really started, you're through to the next round of a cup. Yeah. I think I think looking at it, Rochdale have got Sheffield Wednesday at home in the next round. So you've got a decent draw in the next round, chance to progress again. You know, and it, who would you have had in then, Neil? Who, who's to bring in? Would you have played Grant and Mooney then or, or what? Yeah. what? Who, who would you I am trying to think who would you have in? For me, I know I know you're looking at you don't want these players to get injured because they're possibly going to move this and other, but you've got to play what you, they're still getting paid by us. You've got to play your strongest side. Grant's still here. You know, he's not gone yet. So, and if we are going to be looking at Dear Carbine and Benz and what have you playing, start them. Let's see them from the start. Let's not rely on... Some, some of these kids looking at it are really good. They're really good. You know, I don't think there's any doubt about that. 
but we've got to be careful how we use them. We can't throw too many in one go because we could actually ruin the future rather than play with it at the moment. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about you, lads, with the goalkeeper situation, but I feel like we as some points made, and with um, obviously Hamer's made a lot of mistakes in his in his town career, and he wasn't that good at Derby last season. I, I think we should start this job for error, lads. Like I know he didn't have a a good season at Hearts, according to their fans. But for me, you know, looking at the options, you know, Schofield's out at the moment. I think just give him a start. He's got a clean slate here, really. And if he doesn't do, you know, if he doesn't do the job, then, you know, you can swap him. Um, but, you know, he, he for me, he's got a clean slate. We don't know what he's like. Put him in the system, see, see how he does. Um, I said to you, Matt, um, I, and I agree with, uh, agree with Bozza, like, I, I still, for me, it says, you know, I wanted a number one and I want someone that's going to be there for, you know, four or five years. And I said to you about um, that Dylan Phillips lad from Charlton because he said the most shots in the championship last season, he won their player of the season. And, you know, Charlton are in a bit of a mess and we could pick him up for cheap. And, you know, he's young, he's 25 and like, he could be a goalkeeper for the next 10 years and you could have him in Schofield. But, you know, it doesn't seem like it's a good priority area for us. So, which is a shame, and I think it's wrong. So, for me, I'll start Pereira and just see how it gets on. I think what were interesting, Brady, were like, when the kit reveal was revealed, there was more talk on the fact that Aimer was there mm. with the number one, obviously, shirt and the, the shirt on, rather than the shirts themselves. I, there seemed to be quite a lot of shock, and I can kind of see it, you know, new manager, clean slate, etc. But So, that's why it was really disturbing to see what, you know, I, I think in that Bradford game, it was a bit like, there were one or two moments, obviously, the Man United and but then I'm just thinking, well, hang on a minute. If you drop him after that and then put Pereira in, for me, Pereira should be the probably the number one anyway, but that's going to absolutely destroy him once and for all, in it? So I could kind of see why he went for it. And, and I think it was more Schindler's fault, really, with the goal than the mm-hmm. name on, on Saturday. But it's 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 a weak spot for us and we haven't addressed it, have we? I don't think. No, the future yeah. of Portuguese goalkeeping was what uh, Pereira was once described as by uh, Jose Mourinho. So there you go. But apparently he's, he's had a tough transition from uh, kids' football or under-21s, 23s football to uh, to men's football. So uh, supposedly excellent with his feet as well. So, um, yeah. There's a man with poppadomans from Hearts fans last year. So. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just Spaghetti Fingers as well was another name they called him. Well. it. It must be freezing at... Uh, in Scotland and that you know how warm it is at that John Smith Stadium stood in that goalie that might <laughs> temperature might he might warm with that man he's got no excuse to keep warm no at least he's got a nice baptism of fire Norwich ain't got many forward players that can hurt <laughs> let's move on to defensively then so we there's not a lot of change obviously throughout the squad but a uh, new right back in so obviously uh, we have a um a Spanish correspondent amongst the group, don't we? So, uh, Cosi, uh, Spanish under-21 international, couple of uh, games in the Europa League last year for, uh, I, I, pre- I presume it's pronounced Pipa, isn't it? So, Which is a little bit unfortunate around these parts because it can mean something else. But is uh, it, it, to me, I think it looks quite a promising signing, does this? And it's the kind of one that we like to see, you know, with a lot of growth potential and uh, uh, supposedly a bit of a Spanish Jack Hunt by, uh, I had to be careful how you pronounce that. But yeah, we're interesting just chatting to, chatting to a couple of people who kind of know a little bit more about Espanol and they were saying that they, they were frustrated last year, they didn't get more chances, uh, but they had four coaches last year and it was a bit carnage really in the end. Ironically, when he did play, they 
you know, they were terrible. They, they finished the bottom, did the first team, but he did, uh, they did keep a, quite a few clean sheets. He does like to get forward, and I think the coaches were kind of, you know, wondering how much, uh, you know, defensive work he, you know, he can do. But it'll be interesting because Tuffalo is exactly the same, isn't he, really? I'd say he's more of a kind of a forward uh, kind of fullback, really, than a defensive one. But, yeah, you can't be a mug if you play for Spanish in the 21 side. They're not as probably as good as they were made two, three years ago. But it's uh, it's an interesting signing. But again, the worry is, it's championship. We haven't got, they ain't really time for him to bed in. We need him to hit the ground running. He's not played much first team football. I think that that's just the worry. It wouldn't be so bad if we had like an experience. I don't know, a, not a Danny Simpson again, but maybe another experienced fullback and him kind of learning his trade and kind of maybe being a backup. But I just look at this guy and thinking, mate, good luck because you've got to adjust to championship football and need to hit the ground running very quickly because we've got no one else. Uh, Neil, uh, you mentioned that some of those uh, young players are pretty good. And, and one player that's probably stood out during preseason is Aaron Rowe. Um, who know, Who thought that a left-footed winger could play right back, eh? He has looked good, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's looked like he wants it. He doesn't look as overawed as he did when he was chucked into Premier League. Um, but looking back now, that Premier League experience probably done him a bit of good. But yeah, to be a, a few for me, Aaron Rowe's done all right. Crickstow's done okay. Um, really like the look of Osterfield when he's played. Looks a tidy player. Ben Jackson's done okay as well. I think the one disappointment is we haven't seen enough of Matty Daly again yet. Where does do Where does Duane fit into it? He doesn't, does he? If, if we're being honest, choice, we haven't seen. It? Yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, I think you'll. I think you'll probably see him go out on loan. To be fair, but I think Aaron Rose put in a, a decent claim there. They've clearly signed this lad from Espanol to come in and be number one, haven't they? Mm. Um, at right back. So, but yeah, a few of them. But the Osterfield looks a tidy player. But my, my fear is obviously I don't want them all chucking in at once because we can kill them. Pause. You were a, a former centre back. Uh... A big, uh, as as I think you once told me, a, a big ugly centre, or maybe your manager at the time told me you were a big ugly centre back who'd stick his head in a cement mixer or or look like he had. So um, that's a, a former manager comment on you, I think, is that one? <laughs> but uh, yeah, let us know about because this this backline is obviously going to be very different from when uh, Danny Cowley was manager. So the way that uh, it looks like it's going to work is they're going to split the number six. Uh, Josh Osterfield has mentioned. Uh, by Neil or Hogg in the last game, the six is going to drop in, you know, in possession. He's going to drop in between the three and try and dictate from deep. Uh, you, you, like I say, you've played centre back before. How have you played in such a system? How difficult is that? And what do you think of um, the back line itself? And uh, again, do you have your boots ready as well? <laughs> boots are always ready, man. I'm always ready for the Um no, at my level of football, it never got that technical. You know, you were lucky just to get 11 on pitch and have a game. Uh, so I won't, I won't know too much about that. But I was doing a bit of coaching and stuff like that. Obviously, you, you know, you, you look at systems that professional teams play and try and adopt, adapt them into your, you know, players that you're that you're coaching and stuff. And I quite like the idea if we are going to press on from full backs, you know, almost play them as wing backs. For the six to drop in and, and as you say split that that six needs to be um needs to be almost play like a quarterback I suppose if you want to compare it to uh, to American football receive the ball and, and look to start things off uh, from there as a defence um, as a whole I certainly wouldn't have Jonathan Ogg doing that role dropping in and collecting it because I don't think he's good enough uh, his passing ability is not good so that needs to be somebody different I think we started at Bradford and it looked to me as if Pritchard was sort of playing in that little role uh, he certainly were dropping a lot deeper than he used to do so maybe that's an idea he's not massive he's not 
physically strong. So he could he could fit into that. Can he start you know dictating the play from deeper rather than being you know bustled and hustled by you know Burley centre halves and stuff. But um, coming back to ours. Our defence, you know, Schindler, obviously, a, you know, a bit of an hero with his with his time at town. Last season, he did look to be past his best, you know, slightly. Were, you know, is that half a yard slower? Uh, we've mentioned already tonight that, you know, the high line, if the team's getting back in behind us, we're not, you know, we haven't got the pace to recover. Apart from Schindler, you've got Elphick and uh, Stearman. Uh, obviously, Elphick, both again, experienced, but. Also old, um, no offence, lads. I'm sure he's still younger than me. But also, they won't be able to suit. They're not able to suit the football that well, me, yeah, like, the, the the Why did we sign Elfie? Comes on a huge deal. Stearman as well. I know we were a bit desperate with Stearman because we were sinking fast, but some horrible business done there, and we're lumbered with these guys now. Yeah, I agree. They're not the sort of players that I'd want receiving it off a keeper in the you know in their own 18 yard box from a dead ball. The more you. Old wide classes at old school centre half where they will kick, push, head, and that that's done well. You know that's how they've made the career. But I wouldn't have them down as what I'd class as a ball playing centre half within this within this system. Um, we've talked about you know the right back, the new guy, and Toffolo getting forward. I think they're really good um, at, at doing that. But if they're going forward, you've got to rely on either your six to drop deep to make the third centre half, or you've got to have confidence in your two centre-halves to be able to, to mop it up. Um, you've got a couple of young lads, is it Osterfield, who, who's played centre-half a couple of times? He's looked decent, but again, he's only young. It's a massive step up. Um, to me, the, the centre-halves are, are a concern. They're, they're right in the middle of the pitch, obviously. Um, to me, the spine of the team in, in, in where we're going needs to be as strong as it can be. And actually, when you look at your keeper and you, you're two in front of him, actually, now, are you looking at that maybe being the, uh, the weakest area, which can Schindler come back? Pause. I'm amazed he's still here. I'm, I was stunned. I thought he'd go, be picked up. It worried me what I saw last week, but he's out there in the game time, so maybe forgive him that. But can he get back to anything like I? I just feel we need probably one, maybe two uh, CBs yeah, and I'd fast. Be looking, I'd be looking, like I said, for everything he's done for the club and stuff like that, you, you know, you can't deny that he's been a great player, but. We mentioned it a couple of times on on this podcast about last season. In 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 you know, he's not as good as he has been, and yeah, I think it is time for him to to be replaced. I know that sounds harsh on him, but you know, sentiment in football kind of has to go out of window sometimes, and, and this is one of them times I think. And even more so position where Germany, then you know that might be something that he's considering and see how his career in his own country and, and go from there, but. Yeah, I think one lad that mentioned a... with defence is Edmonds Green, who's obviously been injured, and he had a cracking season last season at Swindon on loan, didn't he? Mm. So I, I think he'd have been somewhere near to to starting on Saturday. Um, so he's a bit of a miss at the moment, but again, still a bit of an unknown quantity. But I'm, I'm with Cosy, we, we definitely need another one at least in there. I think it depends how how you want him to play. I think if you're playing a flat back four. And you and you full back stay close to your centre halves. Schindler's totally fine. Stearman fine, like you said before. Typical centre half. Selfie fine. And and balls into the box, and we should be okay. Last year, balls into the box, we're still conceding headers towards a goal from balls into the box, even with our big centre halves in. If we're going to play this way, we're playing now, where your centre half split. You're going to have to. You're going. You need ball playing centre halves to actually play the ball out. Well, they're generally not the tallest of centre-halves that you're going to find. Critchlow looks decent on the ball. So now we're going to, again, suffer balls into the box. Seen the highlights again the other day. Balls into the box. 
fast, ball bouncing around again. It just looks the same old, same old. So it depends which direction the gaff is going to go, to be honest. Um, I just think if Schindler plays and Steam and Elphick, they need more support from the full-backs. But we've got two full-backs now we're going to bomb on. So which way he's going to go, we don't know. Support yeah. Brady seems like it'll come from the six. Um for me, Stankovic would have been absolutely perfect to play that number six role, you know, that drops into the three and then moves out into midfield and distributes. But obviously, it, it's not to be. How, how do you see the uh, defence uh, shaping up? I think, um, yeah, I, I agree with the lads. I think it's an area we need to add another body. Um, we need a more ball-playing centre-back. I, I think with Schindler, I agree with Positive. Like, he's had some tough times last season. And I just think it's because he's not really got a lot of competition. If you think about since we've signed him, he's played pretty much every game. And mm. I think it's part of him that maybe needs a rest, maybe needs a bit of competition because, you know, he's always one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, Makes I, Tommy Elphick fit. Well, who knows? But this is it. But, like, I, I think the Schindler, when he has been good, he is actually good at running forward with the ball and passing, playing it out. But, again, he needs... He needs a better. Uh, we need a better centre back who can play the ball. I agree with Neil. I think um, the club and you know other podcasts have talked about Romani Edmonds Green and how well he did at Swindon. Um, it was League Two, so it is a bit of a step up. But you know, give him a chance. But I think I won't. I, I think we need another addition there. It's someone who can play the ball out um, comfortably as well and support him. But yeah, it's just a, it's another problem area for me really. And we need bodies. Midfield is the uh, the tastiest area, I think. I think midfield is, is genuinely where we need the quality, especially going forward. Uh, we're set to lose Grant from the left. Um, Janino Bakuna, a real, uh, let's call him a maverick player. Um, I keep saying this to people and uh, on another podcast. If you divide Janino Bakuna up into sort of 90 minutes, he spends 70 minutes, you know, daisy watching, whereas 10 minutes of a game, he can look to be potentially the best player in the league. He's got unbelievable skill and ability at times, but rarely does he really show it. So I think one challenge for Corbran will be to try and get a consistent 30, 40 minutes uh, every week or two out of uh, Janino Bakuna. And I think if he does that, we'll have some player in there. And he seems to have started uh, on the left lately. And I, I presume he'll move around a bit. But the um, the most interesting, or one of the most interesting topics of discussion throughout is, like you've mentioned as well, Neil, is the... Uh, clean slate uh, that we ha- are seeing now for people like Alex Pritchard, Isaac and Benza and Adama Diakabi. And the noises are, especially around Benza, that he's working incredibly hard to, um, you know, acclimatize back into Huddersfield and he's taking it seriously. Obviously, he's got 12 months of a contract left. And if he doesn't do anything this year, he's not going to get much at the end of it. So obviously, there's a carrot uh, being dangled in front of him and uh, not to call him a donkey or anything. But, um, Oh, you'd be right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do, what, what do you reckon to these three guys? Do, do you reckon, uh, obviously, Congolo, you can throw him in, but I, I would say, say Congolo is probably halfway down the road. But these three guys, under a different manager, Pritchard seems to be uh, a very sort of Corbrand-style player. Uh, he's obviously got that knee issue. Um, do you see any way back for any of these three? So I'm going to throw this open to you guys to discuss. Do you see a way back for Alex Pritchard and Benza Diakabi? You know, we're we're looking at sort of over thirty million quid there between three or well, around that figure for three players, and we've got three or four goals, couple of assists from these guys. It's it's not a good output, it's, but we don't need to pathetic. rake over that constantly. It's but, pathetic, in it. Let's be honest. Yeah, there's, um, there's no way around that. It is dreadful. Anyway, they, back they, for them. Neil. They're probably it's a long road, isn't it? Mm. You, you, I refuse to believe they can be as bad as what they're showing. They cannot because you're looking at. <laughs> 
are arguably the three monetary and attitude-wise worst signings we've ever made. When Pritchard came in, I think we're all pretty much university thinking, we've signed a cracking championship player here. Mm-hmm. We've seen him shine at Brentford, we've seen him do well at Norwich. All the talk for a long time before they came was with how good Alex Pritchard is. I think we all joined in on it. Got him, and he's been absolutely woeful, if we're being honest. I think uh, a knee problem is the least of his worries, isn't it? And then you've got, well, then two. <laughs> what, 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 what can you say that had already been said? They, they, they've, they've been a, a disgrace, is, is probably the kindest way to put it, on and off the pitch looking at them. Um, I think the, the best comment I've seen about Dia Carby was actually from a Forest fan last year. He said, it's like a greyhound chasing a balloon. And it's right, isn't it? It's right. I've, I've seen nothing from Dia Carby that tells him as a player. And we need to known from his first touch because he put his first touch into killing the bank from the corner. Neil, I know what you're saying, mate, but right. we need we need one of these two to come good. We ain't got the money to throw about replacing well, we these it. guys. We, 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 need, we, need, we need it, it mate. It, but don't hang it out on it. And uh, to be honest, if one of them does come good, I'll be absolutely delighted because that I mean they're doing well for us as a football club. And let's be fair, that money they're getting, uh, money that's being paid out, I mean, it's about bloody time they gave us something back. Pause or what? I'm, I'm certainly not hanging me out on it. Pause or any chance of the. Uh... The big bucks being paid off on an M3. In 12 months' time, Cosy Arkham Poz is going to replace that Stuart shirt with an Mbenza one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the most worrying thing for me is they've they've come into town, they've worked under three managers at town, is it? Jan, uh, Wagner and uh, Cowley's. They've they've been out on loan, worked under managers wherever they've been on loan and wherever they've been on loan clearly don't want them because they've ended up back with us. So, I don't really hold out any hope that uh, an sort of inexperienced under twenty three manager is going to be able to get you know get the best out of him. As Neil says, if he does, happy days. You know, all will not be forgiven because they've actually treated, they've actually you know taken the piss out of our club for however long they've been here with how they've performed and their attitude and stuff like that. But at least it'll mean if they're playing well, you know, the Woodsfield Town team and club will be at least getting some out of them. But if, I, if I'm being perfectly honest, I, I, don't, I don't really include Pritchard in this as much, but Dia Carby and Benza for me, would be nowhere near. They wouldn't even be involved. The, the attitude from what we've heard, um, you know, how they've acted and everything like that, there's, there's absolutely no way they'd be anywhere near. The, the club, let alone bloody first team, won't even let them back training. I'd have just said, you know what, lad, you've got a year left, do whatever you want, and that end of it. Good luck finding somewhere else, because we certainly won't be recommending you to anybody where that you've been. Pritchard, as Neil says, we've actually seen something from him when he's been at previous clubs. Where he had a you know world's longest knee injury for a boil, I think it was, which seemed to take longer than any other boil to recover, which kept him out for a while, which seemed a little bit strange. But at least, not at town, but at other clubs, we have, I've actually seen a little bit of quality out of him. So, you know, I kind of give him a little bit more grace than uh, the Chuckle Brothers, shall we call them. Um, but yeah, um, Pritchard maybe, other two. Absolutely not for me. Well, yeah. your face is funny. I don't know what to read into it. Are you, are you going to shock us here with your views? I want. I just want Mbenza to do. I think Mbenza's got something. Me. I said it last year, and it was like I was like oh, really excited. Two fast wingers might shock. Dear Carb is horrendous. Isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Absolutely horrendous. And it's nice to see that the Nottingham Forest fans were slating him as much as our fans because our fans can get on people's back really quick, but. 
so nice to see that Forrest were thinking the same as us. I'm just hoping that Benz has got a little bit. I really am. Um, Pritchard, he's got everything, hasn't he? But he's shown nothing. He's shown absolutely nothing. And, I, and I'm sure he just frustrates every single fan because you can see his technical abilities unbelievable. He can pick a pass out. He can score goals. His free kicks are good. But he's just not showing anything at all. So hopefully this manager can get something out of him. But like um, Dan said there, like there's three managers that some of them have been through. And some have been on loan and sent back. So there's obviously issues with them. You can tell Congolo there's an attitude there. You can tell Bakuna there's an issue there. You can tell, you know, it, it, you can see it from the outside that there's been some toxic behaviour within the club. Um, so, I don't know, it's one of those again. How many chances do you give him? People okay. keep saying, oh, yeah, we're clean slate, we've got to give him a chance. Well, a couple of them had a couple of clean slates and they're still not showing anybody anything. So, Phil, you know, do you think it... Phil, if we'd have bought them for, say, 100 grand, 50 grand and 50 grand, I don't think they'd be anywhere near the first team now, would they? I'd be mean, saying sell them. Let's get rid. Do you know what I mean? It's the, You're trying to draw some blood out of them and we just can't do it. It's not It's not working. It's not working. I'm, I'm hoping Benz is going to be good this year. That'd be great I'm if hoping. he does. There'll be some, there'll be, there'll be some great backtracking going on. Can I, can I just ask Phil, um, obviously being involved in in, uh, in football and stuff like that, you, you may or may not have experienced anything like um, what, what the attitude was from your, from Benza and, you know, um, Diakavi and stuff like that. But if you've been in that, in around that squad whilst they've been acting like that, you know, trying your hardest, I'm thinking more like, you know, like your shinlers and your hogs and people that have been around whilst they've been around, basically. And then all of us, you know, they've acted like they've acted. Um, and then all of a sudden... You get another new manager and they get a clean slate. Would that not great on those sort of seasoned professionals who've been there and tried and gone through it all? And these two guys who've acted the clown for, you know, however long they've been with us, now all of a sudden get a clean start. Would that not upset the apple cart that way? Maybe I don't know if it would or it won't. Just I don't know if you've been in that situation before. Or... It's difficult. Football's such a strange sport. You know, it's 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 almost every man for themselves. Mm-hmm. Kind of look after yourself, but at the same time, it's it's a team sport and you want the best for your team because if your team aren't doing well, then you're not. Um, for me, if they've tossed it off for two years and they come back and they have a blinding season in the third year, I'm more than happy for them to come back and play. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, it's helping the team. Um, for me, it's it's the, the before that, what's happened before that and how the players responded. Um, and, and like Cosie said, they're like, you know, they're only here because they, they cost a lot of money. Some of those mm. players might have gone by now. You know, if that attitude was not there and it's affecting the team, which I'm sure it has, um, then they should have gone. But no, I think, like I say, clean slate, clean slate for everybody. Um, we, we had a season once, I'm not going to name names, but we had a season once when Mick Wadsworth turned up. And it were... Um, it the everybody. <laughs> a lot of Yeah, and a lot of players got released um, because of administration. Um, and, a, and a lot of players stayed who, who, who we probably looked and thought mm, maybe they shouldn't still be here and other players have gone it's just one of those it's opinions and, and everyone's mm. got an opinion on the game and, and Carlos will come in and see difference in, in, in other players that other managers won't do so sometimes you just got to get on with it and, and see but I think what you're saying is there you know it's, it's right and I think it's more the attitude of the players and if the players have been like they have and the whisperings that I'm sure you a lot have heard and I've heard you know, you won't be happy. 
Matt, are we going to move on to forwards? Because it reminds me the other night, I thought I had a couple of spare beers left in the fridge. I went in, there were none. I was devastated. Just what it was, <laughs> mate. And I just, I just look at our forward line and think, get yourself to little, mate. I've I've got a stat here which I, which I think you'll enjoy. It's not about beer, though. I'm afraid. About shopping. Yeah, if I've got 27 beers and out of 52 or something, now nah, here we go. Oh, so God. last season, Carl and Grant and Steve Mounier contributed to 27 Danny, out of Danny 52 Ward, goals. Danny, yeah. Danny, Ballon d'Or man, here we come. Ballon Ward. So last season, Grant and Mounier contributed to 27 out of 52 goals and assisted in six of the remaining 25, which means the two guys who contributed directly and indirectly to over 63% of our entire goal haul oh, of last season are now missing. And uh, there are there are yet to be any signs of a replacement. Linked with a Spaniard again, Cosi, uh, Javier Padro, yeah. uh, I think he's... How shit uh, was that from Carl and Grant yesterday, that tweet? It was shy. I'm sorry for my language. You were rubbish, that one, Danny eh? Carly had logged in as in by mistake, but... Rubbish, though, mate. If you want to move, do, do it. Do it, sort it behind the club's back. Uh, look at the difference between Carl and Steve Mounier today. Rubbish, yeah. man. No need for that. Come and get me. This is the issue with social media. It's some of the rubbish that some of the players spout out and you've got to remember about the fans as well at the same time and I looked at that from Callum Grant and, and my opinion straight away was it's, Great. it's poor look at Mooney here today fantastic you know as much stick that he's had from fans at times or as, as hard as he's found it he still loves the club he, he, what a lovely message that he sent there mm. two totally different people for me I'd love Steve on this podcast. I think he'd be amazing, especially if we give him, you know, a little fire truck or something. We could get free game as well, couldn't we? And he could. Well, you know what? Well, you know what though. Sorry, just to just to play devil's advocate. Me and Neil were talking before. Two million, loads of goals, going to sell for a profit. Loads of millions, bugger all goals, disappears an era. Uh, to be honest, I I, 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 I think one thing I'd say about Steve Mounier is that um, Steve Mounier in the first season in the Premier League, I think his goals contributed more than anyone to keeping us up. And you could say that Steve Mounier repaid his fee tenfold by uh, the you know the nine goals he got that season. Uh, 13 that. points we got for, uh, from Steve Mounier goals uh, that season. So um, I think he gets a bit of a raw deal for from some people for that first season. Second season, crap, no qualms. You know, it wasn't good. <laughs> Um, but yeah. so, oh Matt Wolves at home mate did you leave early <laughs> no I didn't did I was there early, I, was saw, I saw Yang going crazy on the touchline and <laughs> I was there when he, he banged that one in the top corner against Blackburn which won the uh, takes that chance goal of the season as well what amazing um, Yang feels like a, an, an age ago doesn't it yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I, I, I like the guy Steve Mooney he leaves uh, he leaves as a player with I agree with people who say we didn't play to his strengths, but at the same time, he was quite one-dimensional at the same point. He does slow play down. He's not the greatest link player. Um, In the box, he's deadly. We didn't get enough players around him. He didn't score enough goals either, uh, but when you've got Mbenza, Diakabi and whatnot crossing the ball, it's always going to be tough. I've been waiting for this all day. I wish Steve all the best. (laughs) I thought he got his master's order wrong at first, but there we go. (laughs) I wish him all the very best. Um, yeah. <laughs> what a boob. I um yeah, I think yeah, interesting point about Steve. Um I think Danny Ward, although it's not the most exciting signing, I think how many goals did Mooney get last season? Was it eight or nine? I wouldn't be surprised if Danny Ward's playing more if he he got something similar. But um yeah, interesting one with Carlin Grant. Like you say, two bought him for two million. He's going to go for about 18. He's, you know, he's not, 
it's clear he's just one of those players who moves from club to club. But I think, you know, I wish him all the best because let's be honest. Um, we'd have last year, wouldn't we, if it wasn't for Callum Grant? For him last season. Um, what did you think of Danny Ward coming back? Phil, did you hear any mo- rumours and stuff? It, it's a weird signing, that, isn't it? I, totally out of the blue for me. And What can he... It's going to be... Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on him, mate. Pressure on yeah. this guy this time, mate. Would you say he's a similar kind of player to the way that Bamford plays? You know, Bamford works really hard for Leeds. Yeah, that kind of player on top. Yeah. That, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, I, I, you know, free agent. I wonder if it was, you know, obviously the lads from around here, he's got a lot of friends in the area. Um, I wonder if it was just a perfect fit for both. Um, I don't I, know if he's going to come I, back. I think it's a good We went to Cardiff and wanted Danny Ward. I don't believe that for the second. Who wanted him? Did, did Were he on his radar where Carlos were here or as you know, Carlos wanted him? It just seems a really weird signing. Mm-hmm. To me, he's he's been at Cardiff. He wants to move back up to Yorkshire uh, for you know personal projects or whatever whatever reason, you know, to close to family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think he's probably, his agent's gone to numerous West Yorkshire clubs and said, look, he wants to move back up. He's on a free do you want him? I think it's been a tout. I think he's been touted to us rather than us going and looking and thinking. You know what, Danny Ward would be a good player for town. And I, I think we look, we are going to sell Grant. Um, I don't think there'll be any doubt about that. I don't don't know. Think he'll might take a couple of games into the season before he goes, but I do think he goes. And if Ward is the replacement, uh, I've done a mat and I'd look into his his stats and. In the season nineteen twenty, he scored seven out of twenty eight. That's what you want to look at, Paz. Yeah. Four in 18, 16, 17, 11 in 41, uh, 15, 16, 4 in 34, 14, 15, 3 in 15. There is championship season, so it's a total of 29 in 136, which averages about 11 a season. Um, so already he's eight down on Grant before, you know. And is he going to be a main goal scorer? I'll ask you a question though, Paz. Do you think he, uh, Danny Ward, for, I think he's a, a decent signing, it's all right. Um, do you look at him and think he's gonna he's gonna play forty six games next season? And and you look at the bench and there's uh, Fraser Campbell who's been injured for quite a long time and Kean Harrett as well is probably the next one. Uh, you know, in one of the the game, I think Rochdale we ended up with Karoma and Pritchard up front at one point as well. So to me, it looks a real weak area. Um, Just to be, I think I spent more minutes on pitch last season <laughs> than Campbell. I mean, if, if, if Carlos had come from Leeds, you know, Leeds didn't have what I class as a, an out-and-out goal scorer. And, you know, Phil's touched on him being a little bit like Bamford. They didn't they didn't have someone who scored 40 goals for him and got promoted. They shared their goals out. And, you know, if we're going to play like that and that's the aim and everyone gets 10, then, you know, fair enough. But I, I can't see anybody else getting 10. I, I looked and after the person behind that with Bakuna with six. Probably, yeah. You know, so... Where, where are we going to get the goals? We're, we're I, 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 midfield, I'm not against, we've got no one to score. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm not against Ward as a signing, to be fair. And I think I'm not against him as a signing. As, 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 as much as Arts fans have absolutely slated Popper Domanza we've signed, um, Cardiff fans have actually been pretty chased off that Danny Ward's gone. But that said, is Danny Ward, you just read out all them stats and we've spoke about it before, haven't we? You know, it's not, Danny Ward ain't going to come and be the talisman, the man who's going to get you 15, 20 goals. And no. even if even if he did, he still need another 40 goals from somewhere and that's just to stop up. 
So it's a it's a it's a tall order to lose Mooney and Grant twenty seven goals between them. If you're looking at progressing and not just try to tread water and stay above the dreaded dotted line at the bottom, you've got to get a lot more than that. So where where is that coming from? You can't rely on two or three kids that are carrying from midfield getting six or seven each. We've spoke about the Chuckle brothers on wing. You can't see you can't see goals coming from them too, can you? Pritchard pre town, I'd have probably back to maybe get ten. Pritchard with town, you'd be lucky if you get two. So a lot of goals to find there. When in big when in big some good buys. We need some players in. Yeah, we're in massive trouble, mate. Yeah, we are. I don't think I think people look I mean, I am looking at a squad list. Um and there's, yeah, there's yeah. quite a there's quite well when you look at the actual list and look at the numbers, the numbers aren't that bad. But when you actually then look at the players and who you'd actually pick, you know, as oh they they would make a first eleven and actually being generous with a couple of them, you you've only got about 14, 15 that you'd look at and think, if that were first eleven today, I'd think well, I don't think we'd win. <laughs> but you'd be all, you know, you'd be all right with it. <laughs> Take three or four of them out and you're looking and thinking, God, we'll be lucky to not concede four or five here today. Possibly we were gash last year, we've lost sixty two percent of us goals. <laughs> What's the plan? Danny Ward. Yeah, pause. I've no idea. I've no idea. You know what? Again, we've we've won our last hundred and twenty two games in the league, I think it is, we've won twenty five. And we're, I think that's why we're all a little bit like we are. Because we've had so many games where we're getting beat. Pause, I don't you know, like that, your that stats. Oh, really. God, I've changed. <laughs> I said pause is disappointing. I don't like your stats, pause. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. These people go, it's been negative and negative. It's just realism. There's no point. You know, you see people on Twitter saying, oh, you never know, you never know. And all right, you never know. And I'll, you don't. Do you look at that season when we got promoted? You would have never predicted that. But. Going into this season, you know, we might come on to the sort of predictions in a minute, I'm mm. sure, but I just don't hold out any oath whatsoever. And I'm not normally like that, I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not going to say that we're an happy clapper, but I'm normally glass at least half full. And at the moment, I'm like, it's dripping in. It's just dripping I, I, in. I, I, I dropped mine and it's shut. The more it, gone. it drips in a bit and then gone. something happens and it throw, I throw it out because I'll have a leak, is I it? just think, what on earth is I don't know. I don't know. It's so bad. It's so bad. What people say, Matt, there's government yeah, more I'm positivity come to it. There out was, there. There was one, one point that I wanted to make, but I'll make it very quickly. And it was looking at uh, Leeds United when uh, Bielsa first came in there. And I don't want to look at that too long, but they suffered a large amount of soft tissue and muscle injuries as well uh, as they transitioned from a, uh, a lesser sort of intense fitness regime to a more intense one. And we've, we've brought back the double sessions and, and whatnot with, uh, with Corbran and the two coaches. Uh, and, that's also something to consider as well is that we will get soft tissue injuries. It's happening already um, as people try and keep up with this, the intense, uh, you know, training, uh, which, which on the plus side, we've only played two friendlers as well, but the match training should actually keep us in, in good stead. But the, the leap from EPPP, Cat 4 and non-league loans is also massive. But for me, the squad is too small, uh, but we will go to... Uh, YouTube, where I did ask uh, a couple of questions on it. Oof, we've got loads going on. Uh, right, so thank you to these. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 75 that are currently watching as well, so... Uh yeah, so Tom Asquith says a new keeper, two or three strikers, two more defenders. Uh, quite a couple here saying central defenders. Will 2005, Phil Marston thinks Hamer's a weak link. Uh, smile a while, Zine uh, uh, says, uh, great to see Phil Senior on the panel. So there you go, another fan there, Phil. Uh, Paul McNamee says, where are the goals coming from when Grant goes? Uh, Lossell, great keeper. Bring back Smithies, says Craig Chadwick. Uh, there's a lot of talk going on about the goalkeeper here. Uh, Josh Phillips says, playing out from the back. Is keeper. that because we need one? <laughs> yeah. And CDM needs to be safe and brave in possession. Hamer and Hogg don't fit the bill. Reinforcements required. So uh, Neil Wayne is, is also talking in the YouTube group <laughs> as well. Yeah, Neil. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Pete Collins says, Ray- Rochdale defeat was not the fault of Ben Hamer. Give him a chance, lads. Um, yeah, because you mentioned that, Schindler probably more at fault for the goal than what Ben Hamer was. Um, so, and, and Neil's all, Neil, you're all over this chat. What's going on? So, uh, yeah, Brighouse Town are, are enjoying your uh, your background. So thanks to everybody. Dag Barnett as well. Sad fact is we're hoping that players that are neither past the, either past the best or shown four-fifths of nothing are promising kids do better than last year. So, yeah, um, Neil is definitely... Do you know what, Neil? I'm going to make you a moderator of this because you're absolutely all over it. There you go, mate. You're moderating the YouTube chat now. So... Uh, this coming season, off now. <laughs> <laughs> so this this coming season uh, starts with 2020. So let's hear the vision. So I've done a bit of a cosy joke there. So uh, how do you predict this season will start? Uh, will go for town essentially. So um, we've already talked in depth about um, what we're going on. So for me, I'll, I'll go first, and then you guys can can work up to it. So uh, I think uh, we'll start poorly. Uh, we've already started poorly, really, with with Rochdale. But I think. With the run that we're on, we'll start poorly. Uh, a lot of injuries as players adjust to the training regime. Um, but I also think the intense training will help a lot of players. And I think we will see players gradually improve. Uh, and those that don't will be gone. Um, a high backline will probably mean Steerman and Elphick will be uh, long gone or, or, or very rarely uh, needed. Um, Schindler, I think, may be phased out over the next 6 to 12 months for Romani Edmonds Green. Um, I think it might be a bit of a farewell season for Schindler. His contract is up next year, but... There's a lot of love for him uh, from me and uh, a lot of town fans. Um, the, like I say, the noises about Mbenza are encouraging. Uh, Congolo aspect will be gone. Um, I think a couple of defeats early might bump us into action maybe in the transfer market. And I think once we uh, mm. once we get a clear picture of where we're at in four weeks after the transfer deadline, and, and providing we do strengthen in those attacking positions uh, and get some cutting edge, which is vastly needed, I th- I hope that will be okay. Uh, and it's a very much a transitional season. My prediction, Huddersfield Town to finish 20th. And that's my heart saying that. So who wants to go next? I'll go next. Um, I, I kind of agree with you, Matt. I think um, 
it's a bit of a tricky not to stick up for the club because uh, there's a lot of things we can criticise for him. But the one thing I will say is it, it's a bit of a difficult transfer market. And obviously, we've still got a month to go. And then there's obviously the window after. Me and Cosy and Neil were talking about it before. But um, I think there's a two-week window after it shuts for domestic uh, loans between the Premier League and the NFL. So we could even get more players there. Um, I think it's a tough start. Um, you know, we all know that the first five games are a nightmare. Worst start you could possibly have. Um, I think the tricky thing is um, they've got a back cover and, you know, support him and give him time. But, you know, I don't think he will be a Sievert. But you look what happens with Sievert. We had a terrible start and then it's catching up from there. And I think if the board, you know, I know we spoke, you you and the lads know about how I felt about the Cowboys and how. Um, I wanted them to go and you know we moved on we got Corbran and backing him but I think if he gets a bad start we need to stick with him and the board needs to stick with him and give him what he needs um, but I think the current squad you can't expect youngsters to um, you know six youngsters to come in and all be cracking if you, if we get one that'd be amazing um, I, I just I think it's going to be difficult when I was being positive before Rochdale I thought anywhere between kind of 12th and 17th and uh, I look at teams like Norwich, who, you know, when they had Daniel Farker, he didn't really click until the second season. To be honest, some fans want him out. Um, but I just think, you know, we've seen the same defensive issues. This club has suffered, I just think of the players as well, they've suffered so much mentally and the fatigue of that and, you know, not winning any games and doing terribly. I just think it's still still there in the club and hangs around. So I agree with you, Matt. I think it's going to be another long season, I think. 20th or 21st yeah and, I think uh, we'll see see green shoots as we as we go along you know I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hopeful yeah. that we'll see a much prefer- one thing I did forget to mention is I think we'll see a, a more exciting style and uh, providing that players don't get bogged down a little bit with it like we did under Mark Robbins then I think hopefully we'll, uh, we'll look good so uh, Neil I think you uh, you can come next I can see you trying to hide from the screen there so um, I'm going to pick on you thanks um I think the one thing that will agree us favour this season is the level of unexpectation. I think everyone's sort of on the floor thinking it's a doomed season. So I think that might work in our favour. Mm. Um, if you look at the early fixtures, they're not very kind, are they? But let's, let's be honest. I think we'll probably finish second on Saturday against Norwich. But you never know. You, yeah, well, well, you never know. But look, looking at it, for me, we, we need to revisit this again when the transfer window's shut because lots could change by then. As it stands at this moment in time, I'll be honest, I can't stay up but bottom three. I just think to lose all those goals out, and I'm normally really optimistic about it and looking forward to it and what have you, and I think... It might be partly because I've, I've no excitement going into it because I can't go on Saturday. I don't even feel like a new season starting. Um, that obviously does play a part to the fans. But I just I, I struggle to see where we're going to win games because we haven't got anybody that's out and out creative and people can say Pritchard all they want, but he hasn't shown me out in all the time he's been here, so I'm not hanging me out there. The Chuckle Brothers not hanging me out there either because, well, what could happen? Um, I, I, I just, I'm feeling totally fed up with it all. I'll be honest, totally fed up with it all. And I just 
cannot see where goals are coming from. And at the end of the day, we didn't score that many last season, stayed up by skin of his teeth, and we're just lost or about to lose 27 goals. So for me, as it stands, it's bottom three. And I don't like saying that. That's your head rather than your heart you've gone with there, if you might mind me. Yeah. Uh, pause. Yeah. Nail pr- playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Right, they're doing the big relegation ones back. I'll take it. We'll do it. Go on, Paz. What about you? Um, yeah, unfortunately, following on from uh, from Neil's prediction, there, I just can't see. I just can't see it with a with a squad we've got. Uh, yeah, all right. Transfer window is not shut yet, um, but the the gaps in the squad are there for all to see. Why 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 do we need to wait? another few weeks. Do we need to sell? Have we got no money? Are we waiting for Grant to go to free up funds? Is that is that the is that the um, the hold up as it stands at the moment? If it is, fair enough. It is what it is. There's, there'll be plenty of questions and comments and you know asked about that I'm sure. Um if that is the case about where why we're waiting for someone to be sold when we've just had all this uh, Premier League money over the last few years and all that. But that's another discussion. Um if we do bring players in, uh Three, four games into the season. If we've already, it's a lot harder to recover games. If you've lost your first, you know, three or four, it's a lot harder to catch up points. Um, the actual saving grace from this season may be um, clubs going into administration. You know, it's not something that you like to see, but in, in, in the season as it stands, clubs losing points may do us some good. Yeah, this um, 21 point good, appeal, isn't it, with the EFL, which will uh, be an interesting one. Um, I do, again, as Neil says, with a squad as it stands, if you ask me now, we'd be very, very lucky to stay up. Um, which, which is sad. I think the the way the club's gone since we um, we stayed up at Chelsea that night is quite honestly been a disgrace. Um, the way that everything's been run since then, everything's just gone wrong, um, and it's really, really sad that we've thrown away the chance a big chance to really establish ourselves as a top 30 club. If we do drop out of this league, I fully agree with what Brady said about the manager at the moment. We need to keep him. If we go 10, 15 games in this season and we're bottom of the league and he gets sacked, then, you know, what? what's the hope we've got? That guy needs to... If he takes us down, he takes us down. As Neil says, there's not much expectation from what I see amongst fans for this season. So, you know, is it a free hit for him almost this season? Can he take us down and learn from it and bed the youngsters in, give them some experience? We end up going down and then have a good season next season. You know, that could be it. That could be, you know, the shining light in this season. It could be used as a, you know, a bit of a gimme to, to bring these players through and see what they're actually like at first team football. But, as a prediction, as it stands, no, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I've got to say that I think we'll go down. I need some positivity. One thing so I would I'm, add I'm before go you it. move on. Let me just add one more thing yeah, before you go on me. to everybody else's depressing views. Um, I think <laughs> the one thing, and I'm, I'm clutching at straws here, but the one thing that might work for us at home with all these lads coming back who the fans don't particularly like is there being no fans. The fact that they've got they, they can actually play without mm. having killed the bank screaming at them when they run boring to touch, etc. Um might be opposite. Might be opposite. I don't know. I'm clutching, pass me some more straws and I'll clutch it some more straws. Um but yeah. Right, I know Cosy's not gonna be particularly positive, I don't think, judging by the look on his face. So we'll go with Phil next. 
It's all on you, Phil, um, for a little bit of sunshine. I know, yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, I'm in Greece with the lads, to be fair, but um, I think we'll struggle. I think the way, where, we're at, where we're at at the moment, I think it's, it'd be daft to say that we wouldn't because we've, we've let go of so many players. Um, we need players in, loans. We need some good quality loans, if possible. Um, we need to spend some money. We, we, we're obviously getting some money in. If we're going to sell uh, Grant and we sell Mounier, um, Sobe, etc., we need to spend some of that money. Um, I, I really would like to know what's going on uh, inside the club. I know there's been discussions before, but something still doesn't sit right with me in terms of what's going on inside that club, in terms of where the money's going. Um, but I just think there's a big positive in terms of the, the youngsters coming through. I think it's a it's a chance. I think no one's no one's expectations are there to do well. You can see that straight away with what everyone's predictions are. So hopefully, you know, there might be a few surprises through the season. Um, these young lads look quite promising. Um, you've mentioned Daly before. I really like the look of Daly. Not seen enough of him. Um, I think he looks a great player. Um, Edmonds Green, obviously, he's done well in lower leagues. It doesn't mean he's not going to do well at this level. I think he will. Looks like that kind of player. Um, I like the two fullbacks. You know, exciting attacking. There's plenty of there's plenty of exciting things within within the team. It's just getting that whole package. We, you know, no one's spoken about O'Brien yet so far. You know, he's a player to come back who, who was who was, a, who was a strong player. So if we can keep all of him, um, we just need to spend some money. We need a striker. We need a striker that's going to score some goals um, and to work around that. But. Um, <laughs> After all that positivity in terms of youngsters, I can't see us going any higher than 20. Um, I really can't. But who knows? I said we do well last year. I said I said the Akabi be brilliant and Benz would be brilliant. We're challenging for promotion. So maybe if I say we're going to go down for definite rock bottom, even lower than Wednesday, then we might do well. We definitely need to revisit this when transfer window shut though. Yeah, I think we'll yeah, do that. Like I said at the start, that we threw a caveat yeah. in, didn't we? So we'll we'll have a revisit um, when the transfer window shut. Yeah. My my prediction or my hopes are based entirely on us being active towards the end. But a man who's always active is uh, Richard Kusmala out in the Yorkshire Dales earlier today. Always walking. We're eight chins, yeah, very active. How active you, buying pizzas, mate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, similar thing. It's frustrating for me because all of a sudden these youngsters are kind of burst onto the scene. But to me, they're just bonus players this season. I think expectations should be so low. I think if Cowley would have played some of them, blooded some of them last season, they might be even more ready to step up. But obviously, like Brady says, done to death and what have you, and we've got to move on. But it's frustration because I just think if we had a decent car, and we mentioned like their goalkeeper, real spine of our team. We haven't got a, a decent striker. We haven't got a decent goalkeeper. We haven't got a decent centre-half. We've got Lewis O'Brien. You know what? There could be something to be excited about, but they need help. The, these guys need help. I feel sorry for them. And it was really inspiring to see him, wasn't it, in that Bradford game and Matt Daly, all right, deflection and stuff. But we, we're weaker than we were last season and we only just stopped up. But it's... Mm. I don't. It's just really weird. All of a sudden, there were no like kids being played at all by Cowleys. I know we've done a death about you know not chucking them in the deep end, but and now all of a sudden we've got these kids coming through. And I just, I just hope they're. I'll say the hype, but I just, I just hope they can. The way the squad is at the moment, we've, we've got, they've got to deliver a lot of these guys. I just think, can we get some help? Can they get some help in? And uh, as good as you know, Pippa's an interesting signing, but he's twenty-two as well. 
youth and but we need the right kind of experience as well because if you look at kind of Elfix and Steamers, they're not gonna kind of fit our style. So I think we'll scrape up. I think we'll get better as the season goes on. I think it'll I agree with you, Matt. I think it'll the first few games might force a hand a little bit with a, a sign in, you know, in a way that Steerman did, I think, kind of last season and he was kind of big, I thought, for us staying up. But yeah, I can feel the negative vibes and similar to you know, not being there on Saturday, it's so weird, isn't it? First game, you've normally got your shirt, you're normally sunshining, you're heading down to Leeds Road, you put in Gas in club. town a few sherbets. And again, it's just another game and I follow in it. And did somebody say just eat? Unfortunately, they did. And uh, yeah, I, I think we'll finish 20th, but again, revisit it. But I can't blame anyone for feeling what is going on at the no, time no, because no, I did a, no. I did a, a thing with Norwich City today for their newspaper. They had like kind of similar thing to this. And they were saying, what is going on at your club? You seem a club in absolute freefall. And, you know, it went hard to argue, mate. I think I listened to the, um, not is it not the Top 20 podcast? Uh, yeah, it's very good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah they had us down for the relegation. So it's not just, you know, like, because it says there are people from outside now are sort of picking up on, on how we are and how, you know, they're tipping us for relegation. That's that's not always a good thing. You know, you're always yeah. probably a little bit more critical of your own club, but when mm. when other people start looking in and they're not holding out much up, then you know that it's kind of ring through a little bit. To be it? fair to them as well, Pos, they predicted us for the playoffs and to to go up in sixteen seventeen as well when we did, and they were the only ones who did. So uh, I think I've done a poll though. Don't matter what we think. I've done a poll, and yeah, can you believe two percent said we'd finish between first and six? Now mm. I don't I love know. What, I love the yeah. optimism. <laughs> Seven to clicking that to see what results the other three options were. Seven to twelve, eight percent. Thirteen to eighteen, forty-two percent. And I suppose no surprise, forty-eight percent think we're going to finish between nineteenth and twenty-fourth. But maybe we'll revisit the poll in a, when the window yeah. slams shut, and uh, hopefully then those figures will improve. And we've smashed Norwich. We've to kick Brentford out of the new stadium and. <laughs> Up the town. <laughs> yeah, so I've uh, I've got some predictions on YouTube as well, on the YouTube channel as well, because Smiler Wild say 18th, Tom Asquith says between 18th and 20th, Phil Marston says if we get the players in we need, I reckon 14th, if not 22nd, uh, Richard Furnival message retracted, Oof. I'm pretty sure he said 20th as well. He said first. I've grasped him. Uh, <laughs> Nigel Goss says, agree with Neil, bottom three, uh, Richard Furnival, there we go, uh, feels like we're going to score less and concede more, not looking great. Uh, Jacob Calvert says, Phil got any tips from Boothy? Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, Peter Swallow uh, says, Tell me, shut up. <laughs> ah, is, this, is this an in? Ah, right, right, I see, I see. Where, where is there no information coming out of the club considering there's so much discontent amongst fans by Peter Swallow? Ross Lewis, who says 18th to 17th. Uh, and uh, Jacob Calvert definitely giving you some stuff. Definitely one of your mates is that, Phil, saying that you couldn't look. Says you need to look a little bit more interested. Man, in that, someone that, loves but, you. Information coming out of the club, it's 100%. Mm. Who's Sean Jarvis's replacement? What has he done? Andy Ward. Who's, our spo- who's a sponsor on our shirts? Who's a sponsor on our shorts? Nothing. I get it's tough times. We've got nothing. <laughs> Silence from everyone. It's just, I know we've had it good. This with is Dean and- <laughs> I know, he's, he's ruined my agenda here. Go on, Cosy, get ripped in. Sorry. We'll, we'll come back to <laughs> Go on, Cosy, get ripped in. I've got so many I'm questions. <laughs> Maybe we've been blessed in the past with a very open club and and things, but at the moment it's when we need in a kind of a bit of a, a leadership from can say, I mean the club shop's opening tomorrow, isn't it? I mean that that sums up to me. We it's probably the last shop in England that's reopening. It's <laughs> it's all over the shop, you know, at the moment. I think Sue Beaumont's gone and, and stuff this 
it's it's never been as quiet. It reminds me of the Davy era, hundred percent. And it's got him because people are losing interest, and you know, with what we sold eight thousand season cards, which you can't blame anyone because we don't know if we're going to get back in. You're just paying for an eye follow at the moment. But yeah. I just it's got him because, like Posse said, we had the platform. Never mind, like where we're going to play football. It's just kind of it just feels like it's all slipping away. And I want to. Carlos is kind of excited with his things, but just off the pitch, it just seems to be. All over the place. I'm getting frustrated with a lot of our Twitter and stuff that's coming out. I knew it once we beat Bradford. You know, they, they look at this worldy, you know, bit of dribbling stuff. We're playing Bradford like we haven't played a game for five months and stuff. But it just, I'm, and, I, I, and I'll just, just. The I real think, funny thing with that though, where it said great start and then immediately underneath it showed Bradford scoring it first minute. <laughs> and I thought it was shocking last week. Matt, you said it to us in a group. We'd lost. We'd lost at home to Rochdale. No matter what you think of friendly, it would have a clear cup game. And Lewis O'Brien's doing a, a Twitch thing at five. I yeah, I'm, I'm, about that. That, I'm sorry, Matt. No, no. Can you imagine the player of the season, right? He's doing Real it now, Madrid, by the Barcelona, way. Real Madrid, Barcelona, whatever. We've lost at home to a low league team in the cup. Can you imagine a player of the season at any other club been doing that? Ten minutes after, no rubbish, I man. I I'm sorry, Matt. I'm, I'm just, I just, it's little things like that that's just kind of winding me up. The, the club. It's any t- if it's so frustrating because we've lost some key figures at the club, and it seems at the moment people are meaning good things, but there's just stuff flying out. I mean, we saw when the the stuff was released, you couldn't click on a video on the website. There was typos. What they said, Joe Pereira's re-signed other sub town. It's just little things like that. It's, Attention to detail. Just I've got, I've got to say, Coddy, and I know you're having a rant, but I, I made some notes earlier, and uh, that that bottom bit there is is basically a lot of stuff like you've said. I think the, the sorry, Matt, if you you know we're going on to off your little agenda here, no, but no, nothing like it like it was a, a few years ago. Everything seems it seems everything is just done on on cheap or on fly. Uh, you mentioned social media; that that's one I think is is really really part maybe. Oh, you know, I'm as a 35 year old. Maybe I'm not the target audience for Huddersfield Town social media anywhere. But you know, my striker, my midfielder, and all this sort of you know, with a little funny video and stuff like that, it's, it's not for me. All that sort of stuff. Um, the the kit was revealed by some Turkish six year old before the club put it out. I mean, what you know, how pathetic's that? Um, there were a lot of noise when when Carlos came in, the new direction and all that. Everybody seemed to yeah. There was no interview literally... with him for ages, and that was a bit weird, wasn't it? Because that's when you fir- that's when you want to know more, isn't it? When you say right, we've got Carlos yeah, Carlos. Yeah, you know, for, like... Everyone was literally singing from the same instrument. It was almost like they all had a script to read, and it were right. Read this out and look excited about it all. There's been questions about Canal side when that were. You know, so uh, is that being completed? There seems to be a nice little gate that's been put on there and a little gatehouse and stuff. All right, yeah, they might have had to scale it down, but there's, there's now questions being asked about that, and there's just no communication. And wherever there's no answers being, asked, you know, given to questions that are being asked, people will make up the answer, whether it be right or wrong. And I think because it's really, you know, is it the nail on the head there that the, the communication coming out of the club at the moment regarding a lot of things is is really poor, to be honest. And I think I think we got used to. I mean, Sean Jarvis was particularly good at engaging with fans and getting a lot of stuff out there. And this new guy that's coming... Like, oh, yeah, 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 probably. But he, you knew, well, and, you, and you know full well now, and there's no sponsors knocking about on shorts and whatever else, and this and other. 
you know full well now that he'd be bringing social media to death to try and get a bit of backing and would have probably got some. Whereas this new guy, we, we, he, hadn't, he hadn't done a thing publicly yet. This is a commercial manager trying to get commercial revenue. He's not done mm-hmm. one thing publicly. Get on and do a, do a video club website. I think he did one at get, the start. Get like, requesting, wasn't very... Get a request into Radio Leeds to Johnny and that. Get, get on Radio Leeds and have, you know, have 10 minutes on there on one of the West Yorkshire Sport Daily things with, with Matty Glennon and what have you. Get on there and put a shout out to local businesses. Get out there. Put a shout out to fans. Engage. Let us know who you are. Neil, you know what you're about. Neil, without naming any names, you know quite a few people in local business, kind of with the jobs and the stuff you do. And a lot of people are disillusioned, aren't they, with Huddersfield Town, which is really sad, isn't it? Yeah, the the the, the disconnect is. I'm, I'm not sure the club quite get just how big the disconnect is across Huddersfield. It's not just COVID, um, is not, it, Neil? It's not just. It's no, not it's that. not just COVID. You can't you can't just blame COVID. Um, I think a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it is the fact that fans like us are pissed off because we can't go on Saturday. So there's been no build-up for us. No, I'll, I'll see you at so-and-so half on for a pint, see you down have a brew, have a chat, whatever. There's been none of that. Absolutely none of it. And yeah, that will play a part in it. But the disconnect with local businesses and with local people goes much further than COVID. It's not just about COVID. I think COVID hit the club hard money-wise and they're reducing parachute payments and stuff like that. Fully understand that. But that's where your people like this new guy should be out there shouting front rooftops and letting us know who he is and engaging with us and trying to get some backup from us. You know, I don't, I don't mean us on here. I just mean the town fans in general, the whole public in general. They, they need to be out there banging on doors. I mean, they might be doing but let us know you're doing it. Let us know you're doing it. Let us help you. Let's back you up with it. You know, let's shout it out. Let's put put some on Twitter so we can retweet it and find it out for everybody. Give yourselves a presence. Give yourselves something for us to cling on to. Because when there's no football to go to and we're losing all these players and we've brought a couple in, there is, for us now, as match-going fans, there's nothing to hold on to. Nothing. And that's the longer it goes, and this the club can't help this, but the longer it goes, where we can't physically go and watch a game of football, the longer people can't go in there and, in, and be with their mates and have a pint and whatever else. And it doesn't matter how bad football is. It never has mattered what, how bad the football is. It's all about the social aspects of going with your friends and your family and what have you. We'd go regardless on Saturday. If we lost on Saturday 5-0 and we'd already arranged to go to Brentford week after, we're still going to Brentford week after. If we lost there 5 0, we're still going week after at home because that's what you do. But the longer that we can't go in that ground and watch a game of football, the easier it will be because people will have found other things to do. And that's where the club now, I know they can't affect that, but that's where the club now need to be engaging us in, in different ways and in better ways and letting us know what's going on so we can have a bit of, bit of faith and we can, you know, help them. There's a lot of agreement on YouTube, but you guys keep going. Yeah, sorry. I think the thing is, lads, like we've talked about it, but, you know, I was talking to Matt the other day. We were technically a Premier League club 16 months ago. And how long, like, I saw Neil share the other day about Wagner being manager of the month. That feels like 10 years ago. I know a lot's changed, but, you know, I think I've talked to, you know, for the site and, you know, for some of the pods, we've talked to other fans. And like you say, Cosy, you know, with the Norwich thing, they, they can tell some bits up and what's going on. And it just, 
just something doesn't feel right at the club and it, it feels like does feel like relegation you know there's not a lot of talk I do think we miss Sean Jarvis as we've, we've touched on in quite a few pods like coming out and being vocal but kind of like burying their head in the sand because they know it's bad and there doesn't seem anything to to combat it and you know I think we can I think as a fan base we can be negative you know I, I'd agree with that I think most fan base can be negative but if you think about the last two years and how dreadful it's been and I know the club can't um, you know, at the end of the day, the boardroom can't control what happens on Saturday sometimes. But it's just, you know, it's just, it's just depressing. It's, you know, I know this isn't the happy preseason re- um, preview, but you know, it's, it doesn't feel right. I think that's the thing. It doesn't feel right at the club, and we all know it. And not only do our fan base know it, people outside the club start to know it now. One thing yeah. I said to you well, in that you chat, lot, I see, I see comments on. On Twitter and and stuff like that, and you get people sort of saying, "Oh, you know, you not us personally, or you know, other fans more, but you know, oh, people are saying we're going to go down that you're really negative, you're not real fans, and you know, stuff like that." There's a there's a you know you can't just be blind faith positive all the time. You've got to be realistic sometimes, and as long as you can back up your reason as to why you think we might be crap, fair enough. But I I. Love us fail town football club. I would love nothing more than for us to succeed. And I think sometimes, as I'm sure you guys will, and I'm sure quite a lot of others who are in our state of mind are as well. And sometimes you love it that much that it actually hurts so bad. I was talking to a few fans up today, and it, it kills me to think that we were in that position no more. Like you've just said, really, 16 months ago, when we got when we stayed up at Chelsea, that was our chance. That was the chance we would have. Killed to get into the Premier League just for that one season to actually stay up. It was an unbelievable achievement. You were you were buzzing. You were like, right, this is the time now for Huddersfield Town to make something of this football club. And I think that alone, the fact that we've gone from there to where we are in such a short space of time, is that, I could get quite emotional talking about it because it just hurts that much that you've been going all these years before that and you get to where you want to be and you just pissed it away, you know. It's absolutely, it's shocking. I'll tell you what, Posse doesn't help as well. Decisions, There's no account. They can't, they're not being held to account. They just lose the job and they, they go off somewhere else and someone else comes in and does an equally bad job. And then they're banging on things saying, oh, you need to buy your season ticket. You get, a, you, know, you get it at the same price for another couple of seasons. And all right, you aren't facing it. It looks a good deal, does that? But actually, is that not just like a bit of blackmail from club to say, look, we really need some money here. We need your... Why am I going to go and give Dutchfield Town 250 quid when or anyone else who may be struggling through all this, they're out of work, you know, reduced wages and all, all that's going on and they're making you feel bad for not spending 250 quid and when they've had 250 million pound plus through those books over the last three or four years and we're stuck with a shambolic squad Shambolic running at club from what I can see, and it's it's actually a disgrace to be honest, and it really makes me upset and it makes me angry. Going on when um, I was saying to Britain, mine and Brady's chat, I said when we got relegated from the Premier League, it felt not only had we been relegated a division, it felt like we'd been relegated 10 years into the past as well. And yeah, that's, that's exactly it's like it never I happened. Like I don't think what helps as well is, and I hate to mention it, but Leeds are promoted, they're buzzing. The, the energy, the excitement they had, what kind of we got, even though they won't admit it, but that Crystal Palace, what they've got at Liverpool on Saturday, they're up for it, they're buzzing, I know they can't get in, same to us, but I just feel, I couldn't feel any more opposite to that. 
You know, <laughs> I'm hearing about lads having all day sessions and what have you for Leeds Saturday. They can't wait. Yeah, right. A few results are probably wanting, you know, to be sacked. But that that's where we were there. And they were there. I'm going to have a cup of tea watching I follow like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think Phil's hit nail on the head earlier on. I think it's almost, this is going to be such a bumpy season. I think if we come through and stay up, we get some good young players kind of shining at the end of it. We finished 20th, but some, some of the Osterfields and, you know, Edmunds Green has kind of made it. Maybe some signings has come on and then we can kind of go again next year. I just think it's a crash helmet job this year. It really is. Thing is, we're just all you've got here is six people who are just fans who've been up and down the country, here, there, and everywhere. Just fans. That's all we are. We're no else. And what we're saying is what God knows how many other thousands of people are thinking. And the the noise is absolutely deafening from outside of the state that it feels like that we're in. It, the noise. Is it's loud, it's getting louder, isn't it? You know, it's the the, the disconnect. Wait till Grant goes now. I, I don't think that'll be as, as as big as you're expecting. I think if Grant's not replaced with somebody with a with a few bob, I think that's when you'll get it. Just the um, problem, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, but it's just. Uh, I think Grant going's a good bit of business, to be honest. Yeah, I, 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 I do for that money because he don't want to be here, does he? Yeah, but if if replaced. Uh, I don't thing... think anyone would say that, not sell, that, that selling Grant's bad. It's like you say, nearly, if we get 18 million for Grant, and then even if we buy someone next for 500,000, even if it's not yeah, the yeah, yeah. like, well, well, we got 18 million, why are we only spending 500,000? Just how it is. If he's not, if he don't, if he walks out at dawn, we don't get five, six players in using that money, then quite rightly, people will be asking questions. And I, th- I don't think the club understand quite how pissed off some people are. I think I think they're very blasé about what's going on and and you know we've had we, we did a little joke didn't we at the end of last season about the two man uh, protest not a protest from uh, a couple of our mates down there Dale Marsden and what have you. I can guarantee you if you do not spend that money or if you do not take that seriously there'll be a lot more than two people down there before long at that at the front of the door. And we're yeah. not we're not here to kind of throw threats or anything like that. It's just people are annoyed. And you need it's to reality. listen to the people. People are pissed off. Mm. Yeah. As, as Danny said earlier on, we've won 25 games in 122. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, the, the fact that anybody's the, buying a season no, ticket so, back so the patient, that's phenomenal, the, to be honest. The patience it? considering that record is amazing it's for unreal, Huddersfield it? yeah, fans. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Absolutely ridiculous. Imagine this. Imagine that at Newcastle. Newcastle United, for example. I know they're a little bit hot-headed oh, up man, there. But... Yeah. I think the club are going to be in for a shot because if we do get back to 5,000 stadiums and I, I, I honestly think we'll struggle to get 5,000 in and I was arguing with my mother tonight about it and she was saying, well, <laughs> COVID, people won't be safe. That is a reason because you won't be able to sit with your friends but I don't think the club get that. I really don't. I think, oh, they'll come back once the gates are open at... The disconnect is huge, man, and it's it's so sad because how many season cardles did we have? I know a lot of it were kind of jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, 18,000, though. It's still brilliant. From, yeah. From bandwagon should still have been rolling a bit longer, though, shouldn't it? Oh, it's Dags. like, yeah. Jesus, is it to cheer us up, Brady? Come on, sing us a song or something. I tell you what, let's do the predictions soon as they've ruined yeah, my uh, agenda. Oh, God. We've <laughs> Phil, done kept that. Very quiet. <laughs> Phil kept very quiet. Let's, let's have a laugh at our predictions. So, top six. Uh, so, yeah, so the top six... 
predictions for us. Uh, does anybody want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Go on, Come Matt. Right. You go on, Matt. Go on. So, top six uh, for me. Um, I personally think the short turnaround will really benefit those teams that have come down. It feels it feels like an anticlimax talking about this now. But, um, and I think COVID, the COVID situation will really affect some clubs. And I think we'll see a bit of a, a split between the haves and have nots in, in this division, uh, especially surrounding uh, parachute payments uh, that go into uh, the transfer kitty, let's say. So, um, Watford, uh, my tip if this new manager that they've got is any good, I've tipped Watford to win the league. Um, if he's not, that great then Norwich so what not Watford and Norwich are my top oh you stuck your neck out there Matt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my third place maybe a little bit more um of an of a next to but I quite fancy Wickham no, no I quite fancy um Cardiff City to do well I think Kiefer Moore is a really good yeah, signing I agree Matt um I've got Cardiff uh in third Brentford fourth I think Watkins and Ben Rama uh Watkins has gone Ben Rama's apparently set to go I think they're big misses and even Tony's a great player but it's going to take a while to get up to that level of quality that Watkins and Ben Rammer are because they're, they're quality players. I've got Forrest in fifth. At sixth, do you know, I'm, I'm arguing with myself over sixth. Uh, Stoke, I backed Stoke last year. Um, mm. Derby, mm. if they don't get any deductions, probably could come stronger. Swansea have a shot, but I think uh, their resurgence at the end of last year was was down to Brewster and Gallagher, who've, who've, who've moved on. It's good to see Stoke going for youth policy, Matt. John Obi, Mikel, James Chester, and Stephen Fletcher. Good to see young guys yeah. getting a game. John Obi, Mikel, he's thirty-five, man. They've got enough oldies there. What do they need anymore? Uh, my sixth place. Lee, I, I, going I, to be a great signing for us. Mm. Who's that, Mikel? Lee Gregory, I think. Lee Gregory would be a great signing for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, my sixth Tell place. My my sixth place is if Troy Parrott is as good as what the Irish people say is, I I'm going to go with Millwall in sixth. And Cardiff and Forest in the final, and I've it shows you how disconnected I am because you've just said a never player there, and I've never heard of him. Uh, he's, a, he's a youth Irish youth player. I watch too much Eurosport. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. He's on chat manager. <laughs> football manager now, Phil. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. There you, go, there you go, man in the know, man in the know. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Great asset way. Go on then. Um, I've actually changed one. This is how much research I've done. I've forgot one at teams in our league. Huddersfield <laughs> expert <Yeah>. punditry <laughs> danger I think top, top two Norwich Watford predictable um, I've put Stoke in there again like last season I think yeah they've signed a lot of older players but the players that have been there seen it and done it and I think they won't be in the shit that they were in this season um, Brentford purely based on they've still got a lot of good players there they know what they're doing back, the, the, you know, probably pull an opposite set-up that they are. Ivan Tony's a good signing for them, Neil. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a class outfit off, off the pitch, so they, they won't let them suffer. And look at the money they got for Watkins, wow. You know, so that's, uh, I think it showed that they'd sold six players that they'd paid about five million quid for and they sold them all for hundred and some million. Crazy. The one and Benzer and Dear Carby, mate. They're Tell them. They're, they're what they're doing. So, yeah, no, it's Watford top two. Stoke, Brentford. I've gone random here. Bristol City. I think they've made a few decent signings. I don't think they'll be far off top six. Yeah, of course. And, and Cardiff. So I've forgotten about that they were in our league, but I think they'll do all right. Who's next? Cosy, you're making a lot of noise. Off you go. Exactly. Same as you, Matt. Believe it or not, in a different what? order. So, move on. Yeah, just pretty much... Uh, 
that one it. I've got it all written down and proof here if you want to see it. So I'm not bothered. That's all right, mate. I'm not that bothered. But uh, no, Brady. Um, yeah, so we, I think Norwich are, are going to win it. I think that their season last season, they kind of took the hit that they were going to get relegated and they've added a lot of players and a lot of good championship players. Uh, Brentford, I think they'll be in the top six. I think it depends. I do think Ivan Tony's a good player and Brentford, they've lost good players before and it never seems to really matter. Um, got Watford in there. I've also got Stoke, but I think Stoke or Bournemouth, I'm not too sure. Uh, I agree with you, Matt. I've got Cardiff in there. I think uh, Kiefer Moore is a good sign and they played well last year. Uh, and yeah, Forest. But I think Norwich, um, I think, yeah, Cardiff might win the playoffs, you know. And um, yeah, maybe Bournemouth. Jazz Richards left Cardiff. Remember him? Oh, How bad he was. Mendes Lang. He's had his contract terminated and he's deleted all this social media. So uh, that'll be an interesting one. The uh, Phil, how about you next? <laughs> Watford to win Norwich, um, and then Millwall, Cardiff, Stoke, Forest. Solid, mm. solid six. Who do you fancy winning those playoffs? Forest. Forest. I, I think Forest are a good shout next year. Um, pause. Last one, last but not least, top six. I can see you writing in your ledger. Uh, familiar names that we've obviously already mentioned. I think Fulham, Fulham, Norwich will be up there. Um, Brentford, you know, Watford, your obvious ones, really. Again, Forest, Stoke did have did have Cardiff in there originally, but now they've lost the uh, goal machine of Danny Ward. I, I think they'll <laughs> just finish out that top six this time. Um, I think, as you say, Matt, I think it, it might be the the haves and have-nots this season with the money situation. And I think that'll go a long way to dictate um, how the league finishes. Almost a bit like a That's replica at Premier League where whoever's got the most money will will you know be up there. I'll tell you who could have a good season on the quiet Barnsley. It's a bit of a shout that. No, they play some right football. They've, they've got the a good manager, haven't they? But I just, I just feel that they might be ripe for... Looking uh, towards the end of the they're window, they've got club today. That Jacob Brown's gone, he? Yeah, yeah. they've got a habit of selling key players at the wrong time of Barnsley. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Hey, well, look, that. Just looking at looking at the table of the championship, it's a poor championship. Mm. It does feel it really it, is. Well, sorry, yeah. The, 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 worse the, the teams last year that came. Ah, oh, the so it was it, the standard was so poor last year, yeah, and, well. and that shows how bad we were. I tell you what, um, though, Phil, the way I'm wearing Akin Fenwa against our defenders, I won't want to see that anytime soon, to be honest. Probably eat two of them. Right, okay. Uh, right, guys. Bottom three. Um, we've heard oh, a couple, a couple of tips already. Do you want me to go first again <laughs> on this one? Yeah. Twenty uh, fourth, yeah, go I've got Wickham. Um, I just think the short turnaround doesn't help. The teams that have come up, and I think Coventry started really early with their recruitment because they knew they were up. Uh, Good so keeper though, Matt up. David Stockdale. Mate, I'd rather he have was, him than what we have. Ago. He's had a rope a few years on his Stockdale. Um, okay, the, the mate, you disagree with me now. Everything. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, Rotherham. <laughs> I, I like Paul Warren as a manager, but I just think again, Rotherham, a bit of a yo-yo club. It's probably an easy one to go with. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I've got minus twelve. I think they'll dispense of the monk trumpet at some point. Uh, but I think the the minus twelve it might ain't nobody. Yeah, they might Let's just get might just get galvanized by that minus twelve. But um, I just like I said, the haves and have nots. I think 
who one of the bottom three will be someone who finds themselves in a bit of financial peril and uh, maybe somewhere uh, you know some funny noises sometimes at Birmingham places like Birmingham City QPR um, and Derby obviously if they have that twenty one point if, if they get sanctioned with that twenty one point that'd be great for us. Uh, but yeah, that so won't happen, I, I, will it? Yeah, it probably not. Too late in day. There's no way that's happening. No. And if it does, it'll get passed over the next season. Over the next five years, twenty-one points yeah. over five years or something stupid. Um, <laughs> Reading uh, questionable, but I, I, I think I'm gonna go with who's their deal um, manager? Reading. The um, he got sacked from Chicago Fire. Did a Reading preview. Um, mm. So who knows what they're going to be like? But apparently they're. Uh, looking to go up and they're going all for it this year. So. Tell them to practice penalties, Brady. Yeah. Hey. Seen that video that they did on Twitter? Oh, <laughs> man. Wow. God, what about, what about our social media? That looks like legendary compared to that, man. Yeah, I'd rather have got emojis than that. Who's next? Great. Oh, God. We haven't really gave some stuff now, are we? Oh, no. Well, I've already filled one place, haven't I? Um, I'm going, I don't think Wednesday will get out of it. I think we'll struggle. Because it's still Goals, a bit of a, a yeah. Josh Josh Windass, Neil, no. They've been linked with Kenneth Zaha, your mate today, Cosy. Brilliant. So all, all this could change, couldn't it, in six weeks? Yeah, but of course, yeah. I'm going town Wednesday weekend. And I think Rotherham, Luton, Coventry won't be far off. Ready? Went for same as you, Matt. Um, I think, you know, obviously 12-point deduction, look what happened with Wigan last season. They were 13th and then they got relegated. Uh, interesting to see what happened with Derby, but I think they'll be all right. Rotherham, a bit of a yo-yo club. I think Coventry will do quite well, actually, because like you said, they've recruited early. Matt Roberts. Uh, good young players. I think Wickham probably a step too far um, for them, but I think they'll get some interesting results because it's the championship and they play uh, some uh, very uh, part-of-the-bus football. But, uh, yeah, I still think they'll go down. Bill? Rotherham, Wickham, Luton. Solid. Uh, Poz? Um, obviously, mentioned already, Town, I think, will be filming at relegation spots, unfortunately. Um, I actually think Wednesday will, will, will get out of it. Um, they're starting at minus 12, but the players twice, so I suppose it's only like six, really. And then uh, Rotherham and Luton on Wickham. Right, okay, cool. Uh, so the the last couple of predictions we've got here, we'll do them both in one go. So uh, I've I've got t- uh, the player to win Towns player of the season and Towns breakout player. So we've got a lot of youth players coming through who's going to break into the first team and make a... Uh, I think of himself. So um, let's start so with you. Year, looks happy about it. Player at year, Isaac and Benza. <laughs> breakout player, Adami Diakabi. Hmm. She's got up there on time, hasn't There you go. Phil? No, Matt, Matt, breakout player, Matty Daly. Okay. Um, player at year. I'll just be happy if we have one, to be honest. Uh, Phil, we'll come to you next. Um, I'm hoping, well, hoping breakout player Daly. I think he's got a lot about him. Um, and then I think O'Brien again. I think he's going to have a good season again. Yeah. Two youngsters. Yeah, I've gone Lewis O'Brien, player of the year, and Romani Edmonds-Green to be the uh, the breakout player looking at the uh, uh, the back four. Uh, Brady, how about you? Uh, same, really. I think O'Brien um, just be a solid again player of the season. I think breakout um, Matt Daly again. I think, you know, they're going to start on Pritchard, but Pritchard can't play a full season, so I think he will get chances. 
Uh, Cozzy, did we get your bottom three, Cozzy? I can't remember who I even asked you. It was same as Phil's. So it's unbelievable. You'll think I'm just making this up as I go along, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask Breakout. you first from next, from now on. Breakout played Edmund Screen. Play the year Ali Toffolo, mate, and that'll yeah. prevent a move away from Huddersfield <laughs> Town for the 20, 20, oh, 21-22 season, mate. Mr. Positive. Me? Cozzy, yeah. Go. 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 Wasn't that fun, man? Um... Player of the year, you, you know, you can't look O'Brien got it last year. I think if Bakuna can knuckle down and get actually play to his, you know, his, his actual strengths, if he can get a lot out of him, then, I, you know, someone like Bakuna might, you know, sneak in there as, as player of the year. But as we've all said, he's got the ability, it's just channel it in the right way. Uh, and breakout player, yeah, probably someone like, you know, Matty Daly or, or Edmunds Green if they get given a good a good run. Um, but I think the younger players need, need bringing on by those around them, so... Uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see actually from the youth who, who can actually step up to championship level and uh, cement a, a first team player. Mm, I've got a couple of other points on the agenda, but I feel like we've gone on for quite a while tonight. So does anybody want to carry on or are we uh, happy to cut it? I think, I think people have heard enough, haven't they? Yes. <laughs> I got well, we're points, Yeah, the other point was, do we like the new kit? But you know, we can we can do that another time. Uh, because you wanted to talk about yeah, when we're it. back in the grounds, didn't you? Um, we can do that if you want. I'm happy to to go on. Uh, it's just a bit sad, isn't it? I mean, obviously, the announcement today that this October, uh, you know, back in the grounds is going to be reviewed by old Mister Johnson, and I don't know. I just I would kind of uh, solidarity with the Norwich guys and just. Do you think we'll go? Do you think we'll get in this season? I think we will, but Neil, you don't, do you? It just I don't know. Not when you're going on local lockdown, because you've got to remember as well, we're affected locally, not just nationally. So the local lockdown, we're stuffed, aren't we? But I think with the news of well, whatever they're calling it now, I don't know. I've lost, I've lost my way with lockdowns and this. I know it's a bloody shambles now, to be honest. But I, I don't think we'll see a game in the flesh this season. You're going to be really hard to justify opening a football stadium and allowing five, six, seven, eight thousand folk in when six people can't, you know, more than six people can't meet and have a cup of tea together in someone's house. So, so what, the one thing that I can't get answered is so weird. So, five, let's say with 5,000 are in in December, we're in there, someone gets tested positive. So, we all have to sign up to that agreement, track and trace or whatever. Someone gets tested positive. What happens then? Do we all have to isolate who's been or not? How does that going to work? I would imagine if it's around the same stand, maybe. I don't know. It's it's one of the big questions they've got to sort out, isn't it? Well, this same person could have been in club shop mingling with others and stuff. I just don't know how you can do it. It's so weird. I mean, now the club shop's back up and they're all right, but I just... <laughs> uh, it just I'm glad I don't have to arrange all this because it just sounds a logistical nightmare, but it's killing me. And it's weird, isn't it? That non-league, I know it's not like kind of... You know, conference and conference north, it, it's though, down. Yeah. yeah, but you know that ain't going to be a day to innit? I know they're saying they're going to do this, that, and the other new agreement, but people are going to jump on each other when they score X. It's just so weird times at the moment, man. And uh, it just it just got in really because I think last season we just thought let's get the games done, however it takes. You know, midweeks and we were strange kickoff times. Want the thirteen games, get them done, bang, see you later. And I know we knew COVID wasn't going to disappear, but this just feels just in addition to last season. It don't feel like a new season to me. Mm. I know we're on a bit of a down and that probably got something to do with it, but it just feels, it don't feel like a clean start, a break, even though Jim White and his weapons on scale will be giving it the hype and what have you. I can't, I can't get up for it, mate. 
because in your head on Saturday, you're just watching it on the telly, man. Not going. I've, I've lived, you're sort of living the life as an armchair fan, aren't you? Aren't you? And he's, you must, it's, you know, I'm a big Man U fan, I'm a big Liverpool fan, you know, I, mean, I love my club and all that. This just proves to me that even more so that those sort of people don't have any sort of connection with that club because that, yeah, there's a lot going on that town, but as Neil said earlier, you'd still be going. You'd still be up for Saturday. Even if you got, you know, you knew you were going to get, but you'd still be up for it. Whereas now, you're not that, you're not even that bothered. Possibly, I wonder how, how expats feel. I mean, I don't probably, know, I don't forgot any on the stream, but they obviously they they watch it every week, so it's no different for them. I wonder if they feel different to those that go. I just don't know. It's just yeah, weird, man. I think if you're a fan like, like you know, like, and you go to matches and that that's your Saturday in it, and if you the minute you can't go to the actual match, to me loses. I, I Eighty-five percent of the reason why it's a follow a football club for me because that's the whole point of it, isn't it? To go yeah. and watch and shout and scream and have a beer and all that. So. The Norwich guys, we did it today. Was, were interested because they were saying sorry that that until they can get back as it was, they won't go. Because if even if you can go back, can your mates you sit with your mates? Their distance, they can go to some games. There's no way fans. They're saying either back as it was or not all. I think a lot of people will think like that. You know, I, I'm very much in that yeah. camp. You know. Uh, if I if I'm going, I want it to be as as it was, you know, or at least yeah, if I'm going to be sitting in the same sort of uh, same sort of seat. If I'm going to be sat in a different stand every week or whatever, then you know you can't and sat around people who you don't know every week. You kind of that again, you're losing a lot of your actual experience. If you can't shout and scream and sing and whatever, then there's not much point really for me. Yeah, so, I was lucky. I was playing playing for Huddersfield. And, and supporting the team, you get to see them every week. And then as soon as I left the club, those Saturdays were totally different. I mean, obviously I was, you know, played for Halifax, etc. But you'd always look for town score, but it wasn't the same. And then going back now and being able to go every week with my son and my daughter, it's such a, a, a different experience. It's much better. So like you said, those expats, they must find it hard because I found it hard not being able to watch the club for, for God knows how many years. Build your bit of KFC over in over at Wall, mate. It's that bad. You've got a KFC and your bucket of chicken is there getting a lift up, looks peering over the wall. Canal side security, watch out for this man. <laughs> I actually wanted to um I actually wanted to see Scoey and Worthy to see if they were coaching. I'm gonna just shout a few expletives at them uh, Bill, over the wall just to try and put them off the side, but you haven't got a job at Norwich, you haven't been employed by Stuart Weber to do a a Bielsa of your own. Shall we just do a, a quick score prediction then for uh, for Saturday? Um, we were going to do a preview, but like we say, we've been rambling on quite a lot, so it's a, a lot for you guys to listen to. So uh, starting in my top left-hand corner, Neil, what's your prediction for uh, the game on Saturday? We'll finish second. I'm next in my thing. Uh, I'm going to go uh, 2-0 Norwich. Uh, Brady? Uh, 2-1 to Norwich. Bill? 3-0, Norwich. Uh, pause. <laughs> I feel like I've got to say Any advance? Gonna it's like, obviously, it's going to be like Bruce Forsyth now, isn't it? Any advance there? Higher, lower? Yeah, yeah, just because you always feel that you should predict your own club to win, but I just can't see it. So I'm with Phil. I'm going to go 3-0, Norwich. Uh, and Corsi are the, uh, the last one there. They were quite guarded. The, the Norwich guys, I did the thing where said won all, and I said I'll take that all yeah, day long. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm zero uh, three. I mean, they had their third team out last week in their cup game, but so it's don't think that's a guide. Yeah. So uh, thanks for, to everybody. 
online for listening. Uh, we should have a few videos and bits and bats coming out over the next week, and no doubt we'll be back after the uh, the Norwich game as just well. One more thing, if yeah, if, sure. I, if I can just add one thing in. Obviously, everyone will see all this stuff behind me here. Um, tomorrow is World Suicide Prevention Day, and I just think it's pertinent to to mention that when it's when it's on us tomorrow. Um, obviously, everyone knows that I'm involved with Andy's Man Club, and it actually falls my two year anniversary of Andy's Man Club falls tomorrow. Funnily enough, and it's done wonders for me over the last two years. So anybody watching that feels like they do need somewhere to go and talk. Come and see us. Um, get online at the moment. Get online with us. Email at andysmanclub.co.uk um, and see if it can help you like it's helped me and count us others. 100% good work. Uh, yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. Uh, like I say, we should have a few videos uh, coming through. Uh, we're all hopeful that this season will be a success, obviously. Um, but alas, we have to. Uh, and it's so desfilled. Uh, yeah, so I think, Ooh, I think what on. we'll say is it's going to take positive, uh, you miserable get. A lot of precious Negative. time and spending money to get this right. Lily, Mooney, see you later, guys. I got my mind set on you. I got my mind set on you. I got my mind set on you. I got my mind set it's gonna take money, a whole lot of spending money, and it's gonna take plenty of money to do it right, child. You know it's gonna take some time, a whole lot of precious time, and it's gonna take patience and time. Take money, a whole lot of spending money, and it's gonna take plenty of money to do it right, child. You know it's gonna take some time, a whole lot of precious time, and it's gonna take patience and time. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. 
Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code GLOW.